Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We wish Superman a very happy 80th birthday as DC releases Action Comics issue 1000. Uh, we check out new trailers for Deadpool 2 and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Steven Spielberg set to produce and possibly direct a superhero movie. And we continue to get hyped for Avengers Infinity War by checking in on the locations of the known Infinity Stones. Geek Boner! Plus a review of the DC animated movie Batman Under the Red Hood. And we're giving away a Jock and Nerd podcast t-shirt. Somebody touch my spaghetti! All that and much more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, April 19th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Oh yeah, what's up? What's happening? Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. And you have tuned in. Welcome. Thank you, listener. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And that little smelly piece of felt in the corner, you can barely see him from here, but you can smell him. Uh, that's the rug boy. Good earth to your rugs. Enjoy my ubiquitous stench. You know, it, it fills the room. I'm going to make a candle uh, a candle scent out of it. Rug boy scented candles. What's Oof. up, brothers? What's going on? <laughs> what do you think that smells like, Anthony? What would a rug boy scented candle smell like? Cat piss. Oh, that's accurate. That's I cool. think that's one. We can have a whole line of these. Rug boy candles. One smells like, like cat uh, piss. You ever walk in the, in the street in the middle of the summer? Never. And you got to catch a whiff of... Hot garbage. Hot garbage is uh, the second. Yeah, that's what I've been told. I the like. second candle <laughs> from the the line of Rug Boys American candles. Like dumpster garbage <laughs> that's really hot. And uh, the three pack also comes with rotten sandwich uh, smelling candle. Yeah, like rotten salami. Find that at Bed Bath & Beyond. Right now, listener, if you're a new listener, thanks for checking us out. This is the show where you get comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose every week when you subscribe. How do you subscribe? Well, you go to our show notes page, which you can find at jockandnerd.com slash any number of our episodes, meaning 0 to 217. This being episode 217, you're going to go to jockandnerd.com slash 217. And you will find links to subscribe to the show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you hang out. We're there. I got a great show programmed for the listener, for us. We're going to have a great time. This I don't is think there's ever great shows. No, the, dude, I have a great time. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I think we just do pretty good shows. Yeah. Somebody touch my spaghetti. I disagree, and I have evidence of people writing in to the contrary. Well, hmm. All right, look, this show, here's the rundown. We got a big birthday to celebrate. We're going to do a bunch of geek news. There's some new trailers. And then we're going to give a quick uh, kind of retro review of a DC animated film, Batman Under the Red Hood from 2010. It's old, but it's new to you if you haven't seen it. Uh, kind or of it's a- new to you if you didn't know we haven't reviewed it, you son of a bitch. We've never reviewed it because we did not have a podcast in 2010. So had we had a podcast in 2010, which I was I sh- barely uh, 
a twinkle in my father's eye in 2000. Really? You no. were just a tiny sperm. You're so young, Anthony. How old are you in 2010, Anthony? 22? Oh. A young lad. So he, he just, as Eddie Murphy would have said, he just started fucking right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's when you start. You just start fucking figuring. I your was, game. I was in the crisis of, uh, oh my god, I have to be in the real world now. I'm not in college, just having fun and going to class for two hours a week. Yeah, you know what? None of that. Uh, you look back at it and you're like, none of that matters. That wasn't it. Uh, it's just. I wish I could go back to that. Actually, it, it actually was the most amazing time of my life. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> is it? I wish so, I could go back. Come to on. That. You know, it's sad. Did you you think you peaked there? That's sad. If that's when you peaked and everything was downhill from there. I mean, that was the most fun. I'll agree. I don't know if I that was my peak, but I You have I, no responsibilities other than your classes, which are a right. joke. Yep. Yep, God, I miss college. That was a long time ago. And there's there's me. Uh, nonstop uh partying, drinking. Yeah. Everyone around there is everyone that you meet is your age. Yeah. It's great. Now you go out and I'm like fucking 30 and I don't know if this girl's 18 or <laughs> it's very, 35. I have no first. fucking clue sometimes. Can I please see your ID first and then I'll talk to you? Uh boy. It's the worst when you go out and you like and you're out at a club and there's like 45 year old women and you're <laughs> like Give her- fuck. <laughs> the weirdest thing is when you meet a girl and then she like, at the end of the night after you've been uh you know whining and dining her or whatever uh she tells you she has a kid or two. Oh, I've had that happen. <laughs> I, I, I one time I went out on a date with this good chick and I thought she thought she was really cute and then she's like oh uh, I don't know if I told you this already but I have a kid I'm like fuck <laughs> I'm never talking to you again see for the record I love kids that would have not turned me away I've been like great where are the toys what can we play I oh love puzzles God. let's go <laughs> because, I love puzzles uh, because I'm still a big kid at heart. Uh, but look, the lesson is: if you are listening to this and you're college age right now and you are enjoying yourself, just in- live take it up, it, live it up, absorb it all. Make sure you remember these days because 20 years from now, you'll be like, I don't even. I, that was like a different lifetime. Like I can't believe I did all that shit. I can't believe I was able to drink that much and go to class. Exactly. Just and stock operate. up on consent forms and morning after pills. You'll be yes. all right. Ding ding ding. There you go. That's how. <laughs> going to school in 2018. Uh, before we get to the news, it's free stuff time, everybody. Talking nerd. We got a lot of free stuff to give away. So if you are a new listener to the show, you are in a lot of luck. First of all, we're going to give you a free month of Stitcher Premium. Oh, shit. You may be listening to us on Stitcher. Well, they have a premium section of their app where it's the only place you can listen to Marvel's first audio drama podcast called Wolverine The Long Night. Seven episodes are out. Comes out every Monday. It's fucking awesome. I love it. You put it on. The sound production makes your imagination go crazy. Here's how you get the free month. Just go to stitcher.com slash premium. Use the promo code nerd. Don't use Marvel. Don't use Marvel. That's very important. Four letters. Just type in nerd. And it's going to ask for like credit card info. Don't fucking worry. That first month is free. After that first month, just fucking cancel it. It's normally four ninety nine a it. month. We're giving you, you a free month. Charged. Right nope. Or maybe you'll really like Stitcher Premium, and this is your gateway drug to it. So Who you knows? know what? You know what's funny? My Stitcher Premium is about to run out, but this podcast is seven episodes in. It's ten episodes long. I'm gonna pay for the next month. Hey. I'm gonna do it. I they hooked am, you. Oh shit! They got my five dollars for the next month because I have to listen to the last three episodes of fucking Wolverine: The Long Night. How am I not gonna listen to it now? It's so fucking good. So, free thing number one, free month of Stitcher Premium, just for you, listener. Stitcher.com slash premium promo code nerd. 
Uh, second thing, I got to start out with a huge shout out to Caribou Carry from Blazing Caribou Studios, Jason Mummert of Voice of the Underground podcast, and listener Ray O'Neill for buying a Jock and Nerd shirt. Jock and Nerd. Yes. Whoa. Thank you. We've actually sold more of the Rug Boy shirts than the Jock and Nerd podcast logo oh. shirts. But whatever. It's all good. Get yourself a t-shirt. So you can find all this at jockandnerd.com shop. And if you've been listening to the show, we've been trying to figure out a way to give away a t-shirt. Guess fucking what? Uh, we are giving away a t-shirt. Oh, oh my shit. God. And it's completely legit and legal thanks to the awesome people over at TeePublic that host the site. This is what you do. Visit jockandnerd.com slash giveaway right now to enter. I will put a link in the show notes. So why show notes are important. And this contest runs for two weeks. It's going to start this the day this episode posts, April 22nd to May 6th. You have two weeks to get as many entries in as you can. There are many ways to get entries. Rugs, click that link. Tell the listener all the ways they can enter this giveaway. I'm clicking it now. Mm, this is riveting. Okay. <laughs> uh, what did it say? Oh, crap. It, uh, you know what? I'll have to cut this out because it does, it does, it starts in two days and it, it took all the time. Uh, you fucking ass. <laughs> what so what happened? Because it says this promotion starts in two days. I have it triggered. She has it set to start in two days. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't give you the options. Mm. So, oh, so leave all this in because no, this makes not, us. I, yes. I you like an asshole. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't edit yourself I'm, to look would, good. And then when uh, we sound like dicks, you keep it in. Yeah, that's I edit, because I edit the show. If you learn how to edit a podcast, you could do it the other way. Around. Hey, all you Patreoners, take away your money. This guy's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so, am I leaving this in? I don't know. This is going great. There are many ways to enter, and it's stuff like visit our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube. There are ways, if you've already done some of these things, there should be ways for everyone to enter. So just visit jockandnerd.com slash giveaway. As soon as you listen to this, and enter yeah. as many times as you can. Thanks to Andrea if from you like T Public shit, for setting this up. I don't see why you wouldn't do this. Here, and here's what I'm going to do for the listener. You're an I'm going to give them a few days head start. You're you're definitely an asshole. Yeah. If you you're going to get something free. Oh yeah. fuck! Now, do they get a choice of shirts? Like or yeah, they can. They will receive a free T-shirt of their choice from our store. For the listener, I'm going to do something special. I'm not going to promote this anywhere. It's only going to be here for a few days, giving you a few days head start to enter. And then I'm going to post it on our Facebook and social media, and more people are going to enter. But I want the listeners to enter first right yeah, away. If you listen, you should uh, get first dibs. And I was kidding about the Patreon thing. <laughs> Keep giving us your money. Crap. I'm leaving all that in. He's not actually an asshole. He's just a virgin. What? Who? What? Who you. are we talking about? I'm talking about uh, you, you son dear. of a bitch. Uh, uh, like, okay. like many of you, probably. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Am I insulting the listener? Uh, I'm not sure. You know what? Let's get to the news. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Look, just be excited. We're giving away free Stitcher, free t-shirt. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with the show, visit our contact page, jockandnerd.com slash contact, where you can find our Twitter page, our Facebook page. You can send us your voice, send us an email. You can call us old school on a landline, leave a voicemail. And you can also join our awesome group called the Jock and Nerd Nation on Facebook. 
you guys, I love this group. I scroll through it and I, I just, I'm so, I'm shocked. I feel like a proud papa. The uh, listeners interacting, you can go here to meet other listeners, other like-minded individuals. And it's like we built a little town and just people are just doing things. There's activity. There's stuff going yeah. on here. It's crazy. I love it. From what you showed me, it looks like it's fucking really becoming a like a, a hangout. It's like a thriving uh, Walking Dead community, like Alexandria. Except not like Alexander. Before Negan no and the dying. Saviors got to it. Uh, welcome to some new people joining the group this week. Jose Joel Cazares and Mark Suggs. Welcome, welcome nerd. to the group. Jose Ho- sounds Hispanic. I like that. Yes, Cazares. a little flavor. Yeah, yeah. Suggs. <laughs> I'm going to go out. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't looked at this guy's Mark Facebook. Mark Suggs. Reminds me of like Suge Knight. Black Suge guy? Knight. No, I don't know. I don't we know. can only hope. I, I have so. not cyber stalked Mark. If you're white, Stubbs. I'm sorry, Mark. I, I just suck. <laughs> ah. I think of, I think a black guy. Damn, damn, damn! That bacon is so serious, boy. Is that maybe that's Mark Suggs? Is no, that Mark I Suggs? I don't think no, that's Mark it's Suggs. Not. It's not. <laughs> Look, Jose. I know for a fact, it's not. Him. Jose commented, "Happy to be part of the Jock and Nerd Nation. I listen to your show every week since episode 194, and I am hooked. You guys are doing great. Keep it up." Thank you, Jose, for listening, joining the group. Let me look up Mark Suggs. Okay, you look up Mark Suggs. White guy. Okay. Confirmed? Yeah. No. That's okay. I'm not, disapp- I'm not disappointed. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, though. I like you, Mark. I knew that you would be. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll get over it. You'll get Mark, over thank it. you for joining. Mark Suggs, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Look, we got a big birthday to celebrate. I'm going to start it off with this clip right here. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. A strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Happy birthday, Big Blue. He's 80. The icon, most iconic superhero, the superhero that started it all, April 18th, 1938, Action Comics, number one, comes out. And uh, th- there you go. We have su- the birth of superhero comics. Pretty fucking crazy. You, uh, uh, of course, created by Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster in Cleveland, Ohio. 80 years, dude. 80th anniversary of Batman. They put out Action Comics 1,000. Oh, I never thought I would see a comic book issue 1,000. Did you just say Batman? I said Action Comics. Oh. Action Comics 1,000. Check the tape. I may have said Batman. Yeah, I think you said Batman. <laughs> Anthony, uh, 80 years of Superman. <laughs> what are your memories? What does this mean to you? This is, uh, this is pretty big. What are my memories of Superman? Yeah. I mean... I mean, he's the first superhero you think of, right? For most people. I mean, yeah, um, who doesn't know about Superman? Yeah, who doesn't, who doesn't know, know about Superman? Uh, my my first thought is um, how Zack uh, Snyder has completely fucked up Superman. Yes, the he's modern, almost, uh, yep. <laughs> modern culture. But yeah. other than that, I mean, Superman, what more can you say? I don't really have much to say other than. Rux, why, why do you think Superman was, has been so popular for 80 years? Uh, honestly, I think that. Uh, there's so much history and it's passed down from generation to generation. Uh, you know, the symbol is so iconic and it's just, you know, the iconic superhero. When you think of a superhero, you think of the way Superman is like this, the long cape, the underwear, on the outside of your pants. <laughs> yep. 
the tights. So all of that stuff, uh, a lot of the tropes that we know, you know, they come from Superman. And not only that, but he's got, like, all the powers. He can yeah. fly. He can yep. throw shit around. He can uh, make his eyes into beams. He has super breath. He has super psychic powers. And he pretty much can take super shits. He can do anything. I think part of it is also is he is the ultimate immigrant story. People forget that he is like an immigrant and it's the ultimate immigrant story that a lot of people can relate to and cheer for. And you listen, you hold up that S anywhere in the world. People know who that is like that. That is amazing awareness. Uh, there's a great uh, video from Nerdist with eight weird facts about Superman. I'm going to share a couple of these weird facts because some of these are crazy. Uh, in 1966, an issue of Action Comics, they gave Superman a social security number. You can actually steal his identity. It's 0920096616. Uh, and it turned out it belonged to a, a dude who died a year earlier. And what his, are the chances? His family was a little bit confused also when uh, he got mail afterwards. <laughs> so... But I thought that was crazy. Uh, apparently, there's an issue in John Byrne wrote in 1987 where Superman has a sex tape. Oh, shit. With what? Big ba with Big Barda. Ugh. I need to see this. There was a character that hypnotized them and forced them to do like, and there's like a porn director and there's a camera and these panels. You see them. And then Mr. Miracle. What year Big was Barda's, this? 1987. John Byrne's Not run on 80s. Superman. Oh. Yes. Uh, Mr. Miracle shows up at the last minute to save him and like snap him out of hypnotism. But they're like making out on this bed. There's a guy with a camera. Like they were going to make a sex tape. They were going to make a sex tape. Superman was. Uh, and then I also learned, I, I thought this was interesting. Kryptonite actually invented. Oh, wow. There is this fucking sex right? tape. Yep. You can look it up. The panels are there. Uh, Kryptonite invented for the radio show because the guy playing Superman needed a break and, and or he got sick and they had to write him off. So they invented like Kryptonite. And then. In like 41 or later on, they put it in the comic book. So I thought that was interesting. That's good. He needs a weakness. Weird facts. Now, has anybody bought, uh, you know what? I was really stupid. I didn't put Action Comics 1000 on my pull list. I kind of want this. They put out like this 80 page. There's going to be uh, a thousand reprints. Yeah, I could buy it. I think I might buy it digitally. But dude, the, the talent on this, you have, it's like a bunch of different stories. You have Brian Michael Bendis, Oliver Copiel, Paul Dini, uh, Jeff Johns, Dan Jurgens, Tom King, Jim Lee, Brad Meltzer, Jerry Ordway, Tim Sale, Louise Simonson, Kurt Swan, Scott Snyder, Peter J. Tomasi, Marv Wolfman, and there's tons more lending their talents to Action Comics 1000. And what do you do after 80 years of a character rugs when a character's been around for 80 years? You want to honor him. You want to keep writing stories. What What do you think you do with the character? You fuck up his uh, origin, I guess. I yes, guess you just you fucking do what Zack Snyder did and just fucking just piss all over the, the history. You retcon this origin in there's a story. And this I think this is written. This is the direction Brian Michael Bendis and Jim Lee are going to be taking Superman. Because remember, Brian Michael Bendis used to write for Marvel. Now writes for DC. They meet this new threat. It's the this dude's name is Rogel Czar. It's a hulking alien assassin. Uh, this guy is apparently hated and killed Kryptonians for a long time, and he reveals that he actually destroyed Krypton. Oh shit! Yeah, hmm. it there could be like a, it, it could be like a play on words. It could be like or, or he could be misleading you. So. Um, he could be like indirectly responsible. Right. So there's a lot of different ways this can turn. 
rather than being the literal I destroyed yes. Krypton. He could have been the if he is the guy that destroys Krypton. That's like a real big change. That's a huge change. The actual dialogue from the pages: I am Rogol Czar. I cleanse the galaxy of the Kryptonian plague, and I am here to finish the job. Uh, as he's fighting Supergirl and Superman in this story, so uh, that's crazy. That's the direction Bendis is uh, t- probably taking the Superman. This is what they're going to go with. Uh, that's a that is it's a huge it's a huge retcon. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, comments? Um, Anthony, do you have any comments on this? Um, well, what Krypton blew up, right? That was that's yeah. the original yes. version. Yes. Through, but that was through like it was unstable. They were messing right. with it well, or something. Yeah, and- the messages they have now is that the people of Krypton, even though they were advanced, they were too self-absorbed and too uh, have too much hubris to listen to the scientists saying about Correct. the planet, and they didn't give a fuck, and they let it. They let it happen. It so it's like almost all. like an analogy to what we're doing to our planet. So now to replace that with a dude just fucking, he did it. Is it the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I'm not as attached to this origin, like, let's say, Batman or Spider-Man, especially of a planet. But if, as Rugboy mentioned, it being kind of analogous to what we're doing with global warming, I wouldn't like that it's just a guy doing it yeah it mean it seems to mean less but yeah it's not it's not terrible it's not the worst thing that they could change but it does like now take a lot of the depth out of that origin yeah because it says a lot about an advanced tech technology advanced fucking beings like being too fucking dumb to like and that's that it says a lot so i don't know it's not as poetic this rogal czar right it makes it just random and kind of pointless like he hates kryptonian so but like you said rugs they may not be going this route this is what they're well, kind of alluding to see the story to. play out yeah they always yes. do this thing where they jerk you off they're like yeah. they, they think that they're smart but they're oh, really not they're jerking us off Get your hand off my penis! but look again 80 years of stories i mean it's kind of an interesting move and it's bendis i'm really interested to see what bendis will do with superman and now we get a little bit of taste of that uh happy birthday kal-el uh and you know and not nick cage's son you know his son he named his son kal-el nicholas cage yeah, this is how much he loves Superman. I thought that was like a very common like name in like the Middle East, you know. Ah, uh, no, Kal-El, that's a, Ka- John- Ka- yeah, but you would add like an Abdul a Hanifa something something after it. Yeah, not just Kal Al. Yeah, mm. House of Al. Uh, also, loving Krypton still. Krypton on Sci-Fi. It's a, that's a pretty fucking fun is it show. Good? Yeah, it's pretty Have good. Have we ever dude. talked about it? Was I not here? You weren't here. Uh, Rugs and I uh, reviewed the first the pilot episode, it and was it was good? surprisingly better than what I thought. I had wow. no expectations. Well, Imran liked it a lot. I, I really, right. I'm really digging it. It's a fun show. I just said it was okay. Have you been watching it still? No, Rugs. No, it's good. I like it. Check it out. I mean, okay. I might. I might dip back into it at some point but it's not like high on my list of things i got you got remember you said you got to give it three episodes yeah i know i do so all right let's move on to this next thing which is a stan lee update yet again boy the story gets weirder and wackier and more confusing man i'm already done with this right right okay real quick Last week, we went over this. Go back and listen. We heard from Stan Lee's mouth. The real quick catch-up Hollywood reporter writes an article claiming elder abuse for Stan Lee. Stan Lee puts, gives a video to TMZ really mad, sounding un-Stan Lee-like, going, I'm going to sue you, the media, for writing all these things. These are lies. How dare you? I'm going to sue your ass off. Uh, April 13th, this week, Deadline posted an article 
Stan Lee sues former business manager for fraud, elder abuse, including one scheme to sell his blood. Oh, shit. What the, what the fuck? What, what, like, what is going on? Did, so someone put him up to say the stuff in that video, and now he is doing the exact thing he said was not happening. Uh, so he's actually filed suit in Los Angeles. Uh, it alleges Gerardo Alvarez. Uh, as an opportunist, former business associate of Lee's daughter, the suit claims Alvarez took control of Lee's professional and financial affairs and began enriching himself through various schemes and bogus enterprises. Uh, there's stuff that he did right after Joan died. He, he's, he doesn't work for him anymore, and these new guys are working for him. But the blood thing also, I've heard two sides of the story. One is that they came up with this promotion to have Stan's signature printed in his blood. And Stan agreed to it. And then this other side saying they stole his blood for this promotional thing and kept all the money. I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's fucked up beyond belief. Right? Real fucking weird. Yes. There's, look, he says, Kia Morgan says there are shops in Las Vegas selling Stan Lee's blood. They're stamping his blood inside the Black Panther comic books and they sell them for $500 each. Well, uh, I don't know what to believe anymore. This... <laughs> This story gets crazier and crazier. That's fucking nutty. Real fucking weird. Helen is blood, huh? Yeah. Now, is this, I don't want to make this longer, but is this former business manager not the same guy that's managing him now, right? No, he fired this guy a okay. while ago for, because he was the guy that wrote a check for $300 to a bogus charity, the Hands of Respect charity. Maybe you can postulate that they're putting out bad shit about the guy who's currently managing Stanley, that one that was taking him to the cons. Yes. Yep. And he was trying to make that video to clear that guy up. Yeah, so th is this a PR war? And yeah, Stan definitely is, and, like... But like Stan is like caught in the middle, like he's trapped, he's got no one. Boy, am I glad that no one's going to be fucking fighting over the rug boy legacy. Oh, uh, well, they might. You, <laughs> you don't know. know we'll, we'll see where this uh, ends up. As far as Stan's concerned, uh, he has filmed at least three more MCO cameos. David so, Mobley is definitely going to have a say in your legacy. <laughs> David Mobley will find your ashes. Oh, my and God. Spread them on himself. Oh, my oh God. Oh, shit. Uh, Stan has. <laughs> that was. That's a great pull, Ant. <laughs> Stan's filmed three more MCU cameos. So we're going to see him in Infinity War and probably Ant-Man and uh, the other one. Whatever is after that. The other Captain one. Marvel. Yeah. Man, though, I just. I, like every week, the story gets crazier. I hope. I hope it, it comes out okay for Stan. Uh, it's just, I feel it's spinning down to some fucking crazy tragic ending. Uh, it's nice. it's going to happen this year. It's going to happen. Okay. Moving on to some more happy stuff. Black Panther. Still making money, but for the first time, finally out of the top five weekend box office. Oh. Isn't that crazy? It just that's got really knocked, happy news. That's it. It just got knocked off. That's not happy news, is it? No, the opposite of happy. Uh, it's made six hundred seventy-five million dollars domestically, one point three billion dollars worldwide. Just All right. some pretty nice. pretty good change. But man, it was in the top five bo weekend box office every week until just this weekend. That's crazy. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, who made the awesome Black Panther soundtrack, which I love, uh, even though. I I talked down a new hip hop. This this is a very great current fucking soundtrack. I love the songs on there. You guys check this out. Kendrick Lamar just won the Pulitzer Prize. What? For hip hop. Oh shit. Yes. What does that mean? The Pulitzer Prize for hip hop. On Monday, Mr. Lamar's Damn uh won the Pulitzer Prize for music. 
Mr. Kendrick is not only the first rapper to win the award since the Pulitzers expanded to music in 1943, he's also the first winner who is not a classical or jazz musician. So this wow. is an award they give every year. Think that Jay-Z or, or Nas or Biggie would have won right? this way this before him. This is crazy him. for his album, Damn, uh, that got a lot of Jesus. awards at the Grammys. And usually it's a classical musician or a jazz musician. Fucking Kendrick Lamar is a Pulitzer Prize winner. How weird is that? That's fucking crazy. It's amazing. Hopefully he's not the, the last one and we'll see more rappers winning Pulitzer Prizes. Yeah, this should have been done a long time ago. I mean, is it? it's giving it like huge credibility, legitimacy. Well, yeah, of course. I think as, that, a, as an art, as a po- poetic art I think art as form. an art form, it's very credible when it's yeah. done right. Yeah. When they're not fucking saying like uh, Gucci, 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 man, whatever the fuck they're saying. <laughs> I mean, this puts it up there with classical music and jazz music, and it is in a wholly American original creation like jazz music. Uh, that's amazing. It's a big, there's a big moment for hip hop music there. He won it because of this album, because of damn. Oh, because of damn. Yeah, that not, album, not the, the Black, Black Panther. Panther yeah. yeah, but for damn, damn, damn. Good for him. Damn, damn, damn. That bacon is. All right, look, guys. The week this show drops, this is the week. This is the week we're going to oh. get Avengers Infinity War premiere. Geek Boner. Holy the shit. The reviews will come out. The Rotten Tomato score will come out. And the movie itself all comes out in very short time of each other. How weird is it? Because normally at this point, we would have had reviews. We'd, ha- we'd know if there's a post, how many post-credit scenes there are. We'd know what the score was going to look like, kind of. And a, a week out, we got nothing. It's it's strange, but I like it. I think I, I got spoiled. Like, whoa, oh. yeah. Oh, you wait, you got spoiled on this movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, oh, how no. did you get spoiled? I'm, 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 I'm not going to tell you anything. All right, good. I'm just going to tell you what I saw. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's real, but and if you see it, don't look at it. Someone posted an image of the Infinity War soundtrack. With the track na- listings, mm, yeah, is that fake or is that real? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be brave, and I'm just going to. It's on our Jock and Nerd Nation Facebook group, I believe. Michael Cherkowski posted this uh, leaked, you know, and he gets insider, he gets insider stuff. So, okay, possible spoilers. Spoiler alert! Look, if you don't want to hear this, listener, fast forward thirty Wait, seconds. Why are you going to tell me? I, I'm going to read it. Anthony, close your ears. Oh my god. Here is the soundtrack listing official by Alan Silvestri. Uh, first track, number one, Cap's death. Now I'm sorry I brought it up. Second track, Iron Man's death. It's third track, <laughs> Thor's death. Track four, Black Widow's death. Track five, Doctor Strange's death. Six, Spider-Man's death. Seven, Hawkeye survives. Eight, Scarlet Witch's death. Nine, Nick Fury's death. Ten, the DCEU's death. Eleven, <laughs> Black Panther's death. Twelve, uh, Vision's death. Oh, shit. Wow, that is a crazy movie. <laughs> that's gonna be one fucking crazy movie y'all actually got me on that one yeah that's good stuff sorry I mean I saw him post that and I was like oh this is immediately like immediately I was like oh this is just a I joke. did look away too I was like no way don't look at this and then I, I glanced I heard that Anthony didn't see it I'm, we, ah. we committed I think we got him bro do you even podcast y'all got me on that one I mean I did see that but I I, I had already forgotten about it <laughs> That's that pretty existed. funny. So look, the point is, wait, wait, let's yeah. talk about like this. Like, how hyped are we, dude? How excited are you? I I can't. I don't even know. I just I uh, I don't want to be about like it. really depressed if it's not great. I am. I am. I've been watching Avengers like stuff probably every day. 
So I was going to ask, has anybody? Like I've been watching hype videos every day. Oh, almost. are you watching? Are you going to watch any movies leading up to this? Any MCU movies no, to get no, you? I've, no, you're I've just seen. Go, no. I've, yeah. I've watched like clips of MCU movies. No but... MCU marathon for you. No, no. Okay. I know. I'm too much of a nerd to know. I already know. Let's say you're going to do a marathon. Yeah. What would you watch? Guardians of the Galaxy. Pick four or five Civil movies War, that you should that Black watch. Panther. Four or five movies you should watch. Yeah. Uh, all right. And I'd maybe go. Thor Ragnarok. This I'd is go, really hard. I'd go Iron Man. You got to watch the first one. You got to watch Avengers. You got to watch. Uh, shit, man, this is tough to nail. It's down. hard because you have okay, to I'll watch go at five. Okay, go, you got to watch Iron Man, Avengers, Winter Soldier, Guardians, and oh fuck, I'll go at six. Civil War and then yeah. Black Panther. Oh, it's so hard. See, I think the ones that are tied to Infinity War is the ones I would watch. But like the strange is in this, so you got to watch strange. No, well, you you don't have, I'm saying like these are the movies that yeah. are either well, good or like. I I agree. I it's it's Guardians, Black Panther, Civil War, Winter Soldier, and I don't know the fifth one you could no, do. No, you got um, you got to watch Avengers. Avengers, the first one. yeah. You got to watch yeah. Ultron too. And, but and you have to watch Ooh. Avengers too. Maybe yeah, fuck you do actually. Well, I guess if you're going directly tied to Avengers, Ultron, Civil War, Black Jesus. Panther. And Guardians. The problem is every movie storyline is going to all come and be in this movie. Like, if you had to recommend to someone who has not watched the MCU five movies, just watch these five. You can watch Infinity War. Would that be these five movies? Yeah. Yeah. Because you have, like, the ones that are tied to the Infinity Stones and I think Black Panther does a, you need to watch Black Panther. Because Wakanda is going to be in it. And it's the, like if, directly the movie before it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you definitely should watch Guardians because you need, you're not, you're not going to know what Guardian, the Guardians are. So, I, yeah, But then watch. if you're going to do that, why don't you watch Doctor Strange? How did Spider-Man fucking get there? What about all the other ones? Like it spirals out of control no, Civil pretty quickly. War, Civil War and Doctor Strange, maybe you could do, you could handle that. I don't know if you need to. I mean, you, you Strange has the time stone. So obviously that's important, but. I think you can get by without seeing Doctor Strange and just be like, oh, there's these stones. There might be more of them. Right. And oh, shit, this guy has one. Yeah. Right. And this guy's looking for him. I'm fucking hyped, man. So you have to watch Avengers because the end of that sets up this fucking movie way back in 2012. Right. Right. Jeez, I'm so hyped. I can't. I, and, and you know, there's so little we can talk about because nothing has come out this Literally, week. They've done a really good job. with Amazing. Because if you think about even the clips, they showed us maybe like three or four minutes of the of this movie and like all, all the same stuff. Like there's so much we don't know. So here's what we can talk about. A little refresh for the listener. Uh, where are all the stones? Here are all the Infinity Stones locations at the start of Avengers Infinity War. Loki has the Space Stone. That's the blue one. Vision has the Mind Stone, the yellow one. The Collector has the Reality Stone, the red one. Nova Corps has the Power Stone, which is purple. And Doctor Strange has the Time Stone. And that's green. Where is the Orange Soul Stone? Mm, I don't know. Wakanda. And will Thanos get all of them by the end of this movie? I think it's in the, uh, it'll be tied to either Ant-Man or uh, Captain Marvel. And will he have, how many stones will he have by when he shows up? Will he have already gotten some stones? Man, I don't I mean, know. I, could, I can speculate Jeez. based on what I've seen, but you know what? I just want to let the movie play out. Yes. So I'm not even going to say it. The other thing we don't know that we normally know is like kind of a budget for the movie. Uh, now, way back when they started, they were shooting Avengers 3 and 4 together. And the rumor was this was a billion dollar project. 
500 million was the budget for each movie. Um, in an article on Wall Street Journal, it said the Infinity War production budget is actually in the range of $300 million, making it the second most expensive film ever made behind Pirates of the Caribbean's Stranger Tides that cost $378.5 million. Ugh, nobody went to see that, right? In nobody... 2011 on a Pirates movie. That, yeah, what a waste of fuck. That <laughs> had to be a waste. So, uh, so if it's even if it's $300 million, for two movies, six hundred million for the pair. Holy shit, that's an insane budget. Not, they're gonna get their money back. Yeah, I mean, in a, in an hour. Yeah, they will. What a weekend! They will make their money back in like forty minutes. You just watch. Uh, so we're gonna see. Here's another crazy thing. We're gonna see Josh Brolin play Thanos in April, and then just a few short weeks later, we're gonna see Josh Brolin play Cable. In Deadpool 2, Geek Boner. May 18th. So one being a really heavy, effects-heavy role, and one role being a little more uh, practical on set. Article from Screen Rant, turns out Josh Brolin prefers playing Thanos over Cable. He's probably got more to do. So yeah. here's, here's what he's... He prefers Thanos over Cable? He prefers cable. Thanos over Cable. Speaking with Total Film Magazine, this is what he said. Look, I really like doing cable and it's practical, but if I think I was to have a preference, it'd be Thanos. Just because my expectation was pretty low, given that I thought I was a prop. And it was quite the opposite. Having seen enough of the movie and realized how cutting edge this technical process is, I was watching me. I was watching every twitch, every blink. I was watching my eyes, my actions. I was living through my intentions. At the beginning, before I said yes, I called Mark Ruffalo and I said, what do you think of this? He was like, it's going to be really uncomfortable in the beginning. And then you see the movie and you'll be absolutely blown away by the stuff you were doing. So that's interesting that he actually liked getting into the minute details of the performance in the Thanos and the mocap. I think that you see it in the trailer. It looks like it's it going to pay off. fucking amazing. Yeah. At least <laughs> from the trailers. Right. Looks like it's going to pay off big time. It looks like there's a, like, I mean, like. Looks like there's an actor there. That, if you that, do that's it a real right, person. as yeah, you see in yeah. the Planet of the Apes movies, if you yeah. do it right, it's fucking worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't think he was on set a lot for any of this. You know, he would have been in a little mocap studio on a green screen or whatever, uh, just doing his parts. And it's got to be weird to do this and then see this completely realized character doing this performance that you kind of did. But, you know, none of that was there. And like, that's me as Thanos. That's got to be a fucking trip. Yeah, I think it's fucking... You can never get a performance like that any other way. No, right? it's very unique, yeah. Other than, I mean, other than, like, prosthetics. Ah, uh, yeah. But Pros you, you would never get, uh, be able to replicate the size. That would still somewhat mask you yeah. in some way. And it would be way, way more cumbersome. The crazy like, thing is, like, from what I've read, and I mentioned this before on one of our shows, but it's not like they put these dots and then, like, you're acting and it automatically goes into a computer and it takes that and replicates it on Thanos like they, yeah. the see whoever the people are that do CGI have to replicate the acting so they, they look at they use it as a reference but they go back in and going right. back in and actually creating that matching well, the performance the, tweaking yeah. all things the thing is it's like uh, these models don't have musculature per se they have something that's that mimics it but they have to go back in and tweak it and make it otherwise it doesn't look right right so, because it was that easy, everybody would be able to do it. Yeah, if it, if it was, yeah. exactly. They'd just be like, oh, 
CGI. Let's put these dots on our face and record ourselves. Sure, we wouldn't Upload be seeing... Upload it into fucking yeah. Windows and we're good. Yeah. We wouldn't be seeing rubbery fucking shitty shit all the time. Yeah. Uh, everybody be doing it, and they're not. Speaking of Deadpool 2... They just released the final trailer for this movie. And oh my God, I fucking love these trailers. I cannot wait for this movie. This is like the most fun meta shit ever. He's literally, this trailer is packed with Easter eggs and he's trolling the MCU and the DCEU in the trailer. It's amazing. You guys see this trailer? I did. Yeah, there's one moment that really like got me to laugh. Okay, what's your moment? It's the dude who shows up at the end. Last but not least, Peter. Any power you want to tell us about? I don't, I don't have one. Um, I, I just saw the ad. You're in. Fucking Peter, Peter, dude. Peter is going to steal this movie, I think. I Already, I love Peter. Turns out he has a, a Twitter account. You can follow Peter at PeterW underscore 1974. Okay. Yes, that's as actual for the fictional character. And he does things like he's a beekeeper and he's trying different jobs. But I fucking love Peter. Like that line is so great. He's like, I just saw the ad. And Deadpool's like, you're in. They see him falling with the parachute. I love where they're like from the studio that killed Wolverine. Uh, what else did you like about this trailer, Anthony? I mean, honestly, these before these trailers, I was like, eh, I wasn't that big a fan of Deadpool. I recognized that it was fun. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, these trail this, it's not going to be good, and I still don't know if this movie is going to be any good. But from just seeing from these, looking at these trailers, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Like, it looks more it, of like a legit action movie. Oh yeah, my god, all it needs yeah. to be is f- fun and kind of clever, and then a ton of action, and it'll pass. And it looks like it has all that, and it looks like it's hitting all those notes. I mean, the DCU comments funny. Um, yeah, where he stabs him, he's like, "That's so dark." Are you I mean, sure you're not from the DC universe? The part where Deadpool's flying and, and hits Cable in the face with his crotch, like <laughs> he goes, "Pump the hate breaks, Thanos!" Like he's calling everybody out. There's so much swear. He's like, "We're gonna perform." I a- wish Cable was bigger. Yeah, like Rob Layfield, but that's obviously not. No one's that big unless you're the Rock. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I'm in. There's some great bits, like he's interviewing people to form X Force. You see, you meet Bedlam, you meet Shatterstar, Domino. Domino is going to have her luck powers that look really cool the way the way they can use them. Uh, you see, Cable like call his gun back, like it flies back to him. Uh, that shit is crazy. Uh, did you notice the X Men Origins Wolverine callback? No, no, what was that? Where, where at the end where Cable's shooting bullets at, at, oh, yeah, at him yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he's slicing the bullets. With it's the, the gun, same with, exact with, uh, shot from. Origins Wolverine. Right. But, no, but I remember then they that. twist the joke where he misses a bunch of them and he's like, oh, your bullets are really fast. <laughs> and he, like, he, didn't, he didn't block them all. Uh, I just, I love it. I can't wait for this. Fucking I hope movie. there's more clever stuff. Otherwise, you've given it all away. I know. Yeah, th- there is, that was when I was watching it. I yeah. was like, hoping that this wasn't all the best stuff. Yeah. I, I was, I, I'd see, I'd seemed a little spoilery. Com- comedies are hard to make trailers for. Yeah. But even if it is, even if they showed us the big action scene, I'm still going to go in. Cause you know, there's more jokes, you know, you're going to have fun. I kind of didn't care that it was this spoilery in this case, uh, because it's, there's still going to be tons of dirty jokes that, that you know, you're going to get, uh, and regarding that kid. So the movie, you get a little more story. Uh, Deadpool's trying to save this kid. Cable's coming from his kid. He forms a team. Nobody knows who this kid is. There was another clip uh, where uh, Cable called him Russell. 
So uh, Screen Rant uh, has an article, Deadpool 2 may have just revealed the kid's identity, and they are guessing that Russell means the character Russell Collins, also known as Fire Fist, a fire-generating mutant from the late 80s and early 90s. Fire Fist. I don't know much about the Fire Fist. Created by Bob Layton and Jackson Guise in 1986 for X Factor. Oh, he was in X Factor number one. Fire Fist. That's the kid. I don't know. What that I don't is. see how they could ever integrate Deadpool into like their X Men universe. Uh, oh boy. Well, look, it's all going to get integrated in one jokes. universe eventually. It's, it's all, all like, jokes, but it's, it's not even like <laughs> Thor Ragnarok where that's all joke. This is all like we know this. I is mean, a joke. Marvel has a trouble incorporating Deadpool into their own comics. Right. So it's, uh... <laughs> well, what's going to happen when the Fox Disney deal goes through and. X-Men and Deadpool and Fantastic Four are back at Disney. I have this article from Bleeding Cool with some more juicy, juicy information. Here's uh, here's what this guy writes. Some of the best stories come from having a source in the right place at the right time with no real reason to be there, such as Brent Andrew, who found himself attending a college speaking engagement with some high-level Fox production crew members and... They said things to a small crowd of 50 students that maybe they might not have done in other circumstances. This includes the information that X-Men Dark Phoenix will be the last proper X-Men Marvel movie. Presumably the last in that specific continuity, the last, uh, and that the regular X-Men crew will be off projects as everything will move to Disney for future chapters. Confirming that the X-Men being integrated into the MCU is a done deal, merely awaiting the approval of the merger Marvel Studio head Kevin Feige is quote-unquote hoovering up all of the Fox Marvel characters and is already planning for them all to go into Phase 4. This includes the X-Men, Deadpool, Fantastic Four. Oh, shit. This is what this guy learned at this fucking little college speaking tour. How did he learn that at a college speaking tour? Because, like he said, these guys probably thought they were just talking to like 50 students mm. and they were a little loose-lipped. He's also learned that all manner of issues regarding Fox are very much up in the air about their future with the company and what will happen pending the merger's approval in mid-2019. That sounds like good news, so That's, it does. This is crazy. So they are going, they're putting pieces into place. I feel like he's, he's going to have a plan. Could we see something, a reference in Infinity War? No, mm, I don't. You don't think we could see the Avengers they're, they're, building they're, being the Baxter they're, they're building? Not, maybe they maybe like do something that's like Easter eggy, like like not it's a nod, maybe a hint like, of Silver Surfer, perhaps. No, but they won't do anything that's going to because the merger's not a done deal yet. Yeah, yeah. Other articles I said seem to say summer 2019. It will be done by I mean, summer 2019. I remember saying this back when Kevin Feige first came out with like I've got all these extra all these movies planned, and it's like. Yeah. You don't really say that unless you think in your in the back of your mind that you have the X Men and yeah. Fantastic Four coming through. So, I mean, if you're going to go with a Phase Four, like this makes sense. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if we'll see anything in Infinity War. Maybe the next one. I don't know if you want to do a Phase Four with like tired products. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna introduce you're gonna all see, like, these. Even Homecoming didn't do better than the first Spider Man. I don't. It think. didn't. It didn't. That's true. So it's like these these. Uh, IPs are like a little bit worn out. That is a really good point. And I think that's why he wants to make a, a hard stop after Dark Phoenix. And then who knows what happens with New Mutants. I think the only the, the only thing that I would say is he's got a... 
I would see. I think the fans would be quite upset if he didn't integrate integrate this version of Deadpool into it. Well, he has to stay with this version of Deadpool and maybe reboot the entire Fantastic Four and X Men. That I'm okay with. That well, may be what needs to be done. Yeah, they have to keep what's successful, what works. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. That's cool stuff. I mean, everyone wants to see all this stuff in the same uh, sandbox. So that's crazy. So we could have a we could be looking at an MCU Phase Four. Deadpool, Fantastic Four, X-Men. Uh, moving on, i got two more things, and we'll take a quick break. Uh, Steven Spielberg is developing a superhero movie, guys. Oh, shit. Speaking okay. of Steven Spielberg, dude, have we talked about Ready Player One? Uh, we, you know what? On the post I show... Yeah, Ruggs is the only one who's seen it. On the post show, Ruggs did give us his oh, okay. thoughts, but Check I haven't seen show, it. Then. Yes, it was a post you know show a couple do, of months ago. Give us some money on Patreon, and you'll hear what Rugboy had to <laughs> yes. say about it. And yes, we'll get to, we'll get to that spiel. Oh, you wait. No, well, you'll get to it if you give us money. Yes, you also, you will get it. Nice. Look, Spielberg finally stepping in the ring to do a superhero movie. This has me intrigued. Warner Brother Pictures announces that Steven Spielberg will produce DC's Black Hawk movie. Wait, say that again, Emma. <laughs> Steven Spielberg will produce DC's Black Hawk. <laughs> oh, DC's Black Hawk. Yeah. Movie, it like you said, Black Cock. DC's Black Cock movie. I yeah. can see how you would have got that, that too. I think with someone that'll be the porn parody. DC's Black Hawk movie <laughs> with the potential to redact, redact. I can't talk. With the potential to direct. Okay, I've never heard of Black Hawk. Does anybody know it's what like this is? It's like a airplane thingy. That's all I remember. It's a pilot's biplanes. I don't remember. It's like created a- by Will Eisner, Bob Powell, and Chuck Sudera for Quality Comics in 1941. Follows a character named Black Hawk, the leader of a squadron of World War II era pilots known as the Black Hawks. That's right. As they battle the Nazis, Axis powers, and various other fantastic supervillains and war machines such as shark planes. Yay, shark planes. So it sounds like it's like a World War II, like Sky Captain E kind of thing with uh, shark yeah. planes and supervillains. Kind of makes sense that Spielberg would want to do this. Like, uh, you could say he I loves could, Nazis. He, he loves, loves Nazis. Nazis. He loves World War II dogfights, aerial dogfights and shit. Uh, but uh, he has to first do Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison oh, Ford. That's coming out 2020. Yes. Still yeah. happening. And then he's doing a West Side Story uh, adaptation. And then it will be this Black Hawk. I'm not really that. I mean, movie. I'm more excited for Black Hawk than Black I Hawk. I think I want to see Spielberg's <laughs> Black Hawk movie. Like, I, like I'm not really Absolutely. clamoring for like um, another World War II pilot movie with some supernatural shit in it. Also, this uh, is probably going to be part of like the ex- their extended universe movie line that's not part of the fucked up canon that they are having right now. Anything DC's producing right it's now. Spielberg, it's Spielberg, so it'll be worth watching to a certain degree, but I'm not like, I wish he would have maybe done something cooler, but I don't know. So he what said do I know? he had a great time with Warner Brothers uh, working on Ready Player One, had a great working relationship, and so he's excited to go back and reunite with Black Hawk. <laughs> Uh, but D like Spielberg DC character. Uh, that's crazy. I never thought I'd see that. Well, it's a DC character that that nobody knows. Nobody or, knows, and he yeah. can just fuck it around with. I guess Howard Shaken maybe did, he can make it run. cool. Maybe he can make it cool. That's what I could see a Spielberg movie like that. That could be cool. I think Howard Shaken had a had a good run on. What this. about Howard the Duck? Howard, Howard, the duck. 
no, not Howard the Duck. Uh, last thing, we got another, a final trailer for Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful, they're gonna be here after. Welcome to Jurassic World. I'm in. Already? <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm already in. Yeah, that, I, the last trailer was was pretty legit. I mean, if you're into like stupid shit and like this basically being a retread of the first movie, which is fine, then fine. You know what? I'm in. I actually, this one gives you a little bit more story. Like you find oh, out who that cares about the fucking they story. Were, uh, they were lied to. They came to like rescue blue, but then they shot blue or they kid and they made this crazy thing. I'll tell you what I did. I, this movie, this got me hyped. I was like, this actually looks kind of fun and exciting. I think I will see this when it comes out. Absolutely. Uh, it finally sold me because before I was like, I, I don't know. It's, it looks like the uh, other it's movie. a good trailer. It, yeah. it makes you interested in the movie. I don't know if the movie's any good. The movie probably will. I mean, the first movie was the, the Jurassic World wasn't good. It, it was made enjoyable. a shit ton of money. It was entertaining. It yeah. hit but all it, the nostalgia hit moments. It, it, this franchise has obviously taken the turn of being one, like two steps away from like Sharknado. Right, right. So, Complete <laughs> camp. Yeah. So like if that's the case and you just accept that they don't really have much reverence for the original for the first film and they're just going to they're basically going to be like diners, dinosaurs with fucking lasers on them. Like, yeah, BD Wong just, let's is just in it again. Go to the craziest shit ever. This is like the Fast and Furious approach. Yeah. Like you yeah, just it, abandon it what the first yeah. three movies were about and just awesome. pivot. Right. Rugs, it has your favorite actor ever, Chris Pratt. Don't you love well, the Chris listen, Pratt? <laughs> not that I don't dislike him as an actor. I just I and actually I think it's James Gunn that I don't like more as far as a, as directing him. Ah, I see. It's the James Gunn like, Chris Pratt. I feel uh, like he in even in the Jurassic Park movie, he was better. As like a kind of like a, a like and a dude. Star Lord, he was huh? more he was more of a dude, hmm. and Star Lord's more like of like a know, he's too like bitchy. I don't like him. <laughs> I him. love Blue comes to help, so I guess that's going to be the movie's a rescue mission. They got to go back and save them. No, oh, uh, no, I think some shit. it looks like it's a rescue mission to start to save these dinosaurs because they want to save a few species to continue them, but then the scientists want to make them into weapons. And they create another fucking hybrid dinosaur, yes. just like the first one. Except this one's like Even a raptor, worse. yeah. And this one is scary as hell. And they got to get the old dinosaurs. It's basically a buddy cop movie with Chris Pratt and a Velociraptor. It really is. And you see, like this, this, this uh, new dinosaur. It's like using its claws like hands a lot. You notice that? Like it opens the window and it extends it like it's a long hand human-like movements. It's uh, very creepy, but I like that. It looks like a. Yeah, but none of these dinosaurs look like like that different yeah they they should do yeah they should have went i agree with that rugs they should have the first or the jurassic world not the first one but the one prior they had the hybrid dinosaur and he didn't he looked like a dinosaur but obviously he was hybrid they really should have gone with a dinosaur that doesn't look like a fucking dinosaur anymore like something completely something completely off the wall like fucking yeah yeah, something that looks like giant horns and shit leaves a lasting impression yeah because then if you like say okay describe this dinosaur that you're describing another of like fucking a velociraptor that's just a little bit bigger that's right. what it looks like it just looks like a same bigger version it looks like a velociraptor with yeah. the head of that of indominus rex right right yep 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 yeah i wish they'd give it a little bit more uh I, possessed. I, also, I also don't like that they do these things where they have the teeth 
like alligator teeth that are mounted onto the mouth so there's no lip. Right, it's open. Now you just take yeah. away a whole bunch of expression you can do with that. The, mm. Yeah, the lip's always pulled back and you just see yeah, the dripping teeth. Yeah, you you can't even do like that that whole thing with the T Rex does with the with the mouth and the lips. And That's the true. Even the, the, the Geiger aliens had lips, and then yeah. the lips would pull back, and then he would see the teeth. Like, why would you make it that way so it has absolutely no expression whatsoever? I just I don't like it. Yeah, because they're gonna make a billion dollars no matter what they do. I know, it doesn't but fucking just, matter. Just, you know, as as a person that likes to see cool shit. But do you think this will make more money than the 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 last one that made so much fucking money? It may make a lot of money. I think it'll make a good amount. I don't know if it'll make as much as the first one. I, for some reason, that one hit lightning in the bottle. Yeah, and it was like it, people were craving dinosaurs the time, again. Yeah, the time was right; they had not been addressed. I don't know if I think this will make a well, shit ton of money, movie. but I don't know if it's going to hit the same way that first one or the prior one hit. I keep saying the first one; it's not the first one. It's going to be a crazy it's the fourth one. The fourth one, but yeah, the first. The, it's not in. It's not like a reboot. It's going to be a crazy summer of movies, though, uh, coming at you this year, twenty eighteen. Okay. Look, we'll take a quick break. I'll play some promos. And we come back and we talk about Batman under the Red Hood. After these messages, we'll be right back. Whenever I close my eyes, that's when the circus begins. When it comes down to it, basket case, pad, alcoholic pie day. If I was standing here plowing my wife and you're fucking staring at me, staring at me, staring at me, staring at me. T-Rex bursting into flames. If you enjoy a delicious time in a room full of retards, four of us to be exact, then join us and listen to us over here at Basket Case Podcast. You can find us on Libsyn, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flex Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore, Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Stalker, Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps. And on top of all that, you'll get free access to our indie talk. You'll hear us speaking with directors, producers, actors, comic book creators and artists about their experiences. Don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Told them not to go in the water. Okay, here we go. Hey, check it out, listener. If you've been enjoying the show, you want more show, there's one place you have to go, and that is jockinner.com slash Patreon. That's where you can join our fan club, help us keep the lights on over here, and get bonus exclusive content. You get a RSS feed with exclusive episodes, post shows, instant reaction, just for our fan club supporters. Boy, do I have a lot of updates for our fan club in 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 uh, this past week. Uh, it's gone a little crazy, and this is all due to the John Seaford Patreon Listener Challenge. Let's make this as entertaining as possible. Yes. Meaning, get through this. I, well, here's the th- here's how it started. John Seaford said he would double his support from twenty dollars to forty dollars if all of our listeners could increase. Uh, our Patreon amount by $100. If we could donate $100 in support. That was a support, tough ask, Mr. That was Seifert. a tough ask. It started we're, out. We're popular, but we're really not that popular. It started out really slow. So last episode, I asked him if he would amend that. 
If we can do $25 a month, will you also match that $25? Well, uh, Seth Morgan commented on our Facebook page. By the way, Seth Morgan, friend of John Seaford, or may also be John Seaford. I'm not sure. It's quite confusing. Uh, there's some identity theft issues there. He, John Seaford agreed to this. He said, if we can get to $25, I will increase mine from $20 to $25. Then he said, if we hit 50 he will match that 50 and he posted a photo of a sad kitten to make everyone feel bad. Talking I'm nerd. allergic to cats. Are you really? Yeah. The dander? All cats? Yeah. Mm, you're missing out on nothing, really. They're just snobby and they, they look at you. Cats secretly just want to fucking kill you. They, I think they do. They're waiting till you sleep so they, they get scratched. Cats think out. they're fucking big cats. <laughs> Yeah, they're terrible. Did you see that video of all the cats attacking that dog? Oh my god, cats were taking out a dog. Ooh. Well, Holy shit, I gotta, I don't, I gotta look for this video. There, there's also a video of a guy impersonating like a cat, like impersonating what would a human look like if he acted like a cat? Yeah, and it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> like, is it creepy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I've seen that showing yes. up yeah, when yeah. you're pissing. Yeah, like, yeah. There's one like that with dog where they do what it's like as a dog. Also, yeah. I think the cat one's more. It's obviously. Funnier in my opinion. Anyways, cats suck. All right, su- go ahead. Surprisingly, sad kitten fucking works. Oh shit! Who would have thought? So hey, I can officially announce. Thanks to Mark Bunong, Wes Cranford, Blake Braden, Steve Morrison, Glenn Smith, the Fish Nerds Podcast, Roberto Rivera, Steve Lee, and John Seifert for the month of April. So far, we are up forty dollars in support and plus two patrons. <laughs> Shit. That is like the highest one That's month growth we've had. Yes. We are $10 away from hitting that $50 pledge. Listener. You just need 10 bucks, listener. If 10 of you just scrounge up a dollar, we're there. We're fucking there. A dollar a month. You want to know? I don't even want your money right now. This is what I want from the listeners. I mean, yeah. you could do the pledge, whatever. But I think let's mobilize like the, the, the nation. Like get the word out there in like fucking like guerrilla style like i'm thinking like howard stern i'm talking about like bombing other people's things like yes. call up call up radio shows call up sirius call up the stern show and fucking see if you can bomb a jock and nerd in there jock and nerd podcast i think if we can get that out to more people it, you know as soon as they listen they're gonna be hooked like most of you guys so you like the, here we are inventing the new fucker in the pussy Instead of fucker in the pussy, do this. Jockin' nerd. Let's make jockin' nerd the new fucker right in the pussy. Uh, I, when you catch that live, it's the funniest thing ever. Uh, yeah, let's mobilize, <laughs> motherfuckers. Get on those phones. You know, get get the word out well, there. Well, look, I, yeah, you and I have, look, I got ways people can help that are not monetary. Uh, but for the Patreon listeners right now, you can hear Anthony's thoughts on the NBA playoffs. You could hear a bonus clip from the Mike Rips episode where Anthony and Mike kind of get to know each other and then invent a DC character called Skidmark. That was that was a very hilarious. So that's on Patreon right now. Now, the last thing we have to sort out is we had a lot of awesome patrons increase to the $10 a month uh, level. Geek boner. That's amazing. But that also means... More work for us. More work for us. Because at the $10 a month level, you get to pick a movie for us to review. And uh, picks have been coming in. So here's the official record. Bonner Demling already picked what the fuck Howard the Duck for. What the fuck happened? That one's done. Checked for her. Mark Bonong, you get a pick. Send us your pick. Wes Cranford, last episode you heard him, he picked Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And he also wanted us to review some DC animated movies. Guess what, Wes? You're getting a DC animated movie in a little bit. 
and uh, we will do Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Blake Braden gets a pick. He hasn't sent his in yet. Glenn Smith is requesting a what the fuck happened for Ghost Rider. Oh. He, he said, loved it oh as a God. kid. I know it's a piece of shit now, and I love to watch Nick Cage do Nick Cage. Hope you can get the ginger geek on board. Love all the content. Keep at it, brother. Steve Lee kind of has a pick here. He wrote two quick things. Have you guys reviewed either of the John Wicks? If not, I'll happily do this. If not, I'd love to hear you guys review the first one whenever you have time. Or you mentioned a What the Fuck episode for Dark Knight Rises. I think that would be hilarious. Keep up the good work, you guys. You guys have taken over Fat Man as my favorite podcast. Oh, shit. Oh. I can't believe, Steve Lee, you wrote that. Well, you still got a fat man here. You so got you're... a fat man. I won fat, but he just, we've taken over fat man as Batman as like, this is one of my inspirations. When are we going to get uh, John Seaford on the show though? So John Seaford also, I believe he wrote to the the group that he doesn't want to come on. He wants to sell his spot for a $50 one-time donation to the show. Oh, there's the deal. He wants to sell his spot. He doesn't want to come on. He enjoys listening. So, if, so who, how does he sell his spot? If someone gives us 50 bucks, they get the spot. Oh. But isn't that how you but get the spot in the first place? Or is that hundred bucks? Spot? Tw- twenty bucks. Well, it's twenty bucks a month. Twenty bucks a month. I'm going. Oh. That's why. But if so they give us fifty dollars one time. He's off. He uh, so he offered. That was his move. He wrote in the in the comments. So got it. That, I think he's that really yeah. making some moves. This guy. dude, John Seaford is such a good earner for us. He's our top earner. The guys who go go earn it. John Seaford gets whatever John Seaford wants. You understand me? Stay yeah. me over here. You leave him alone. Uh, we appreciate your money. It's almost like he's a part of the show. He is a producer. So as far as the John Wicks, we have not reviewed that. I, let's do the first movie. I would love to do that. And we already are going to be doing What the Fuck Happened, Dark Knight Rises, after we do Masters of the Universe, and then whatever else happens. Wouldn't so, it be interesting that if John Seifert was actually secretly one of us? Are we John Seifert? It's like uh, we- He doesn't we, want to come on the show. It's like Fight Club or, or Walking oh, Dead with Don't start Negan. that, that we're- Creating our own secret identities. To <laughs> we are plug Negan. ourselves. Yeah, that would be lame. His That'd name is Tyler lame. Durden. We are all Tyler Durden. Yes. We appreciate your money. Keep giving us money. That's awesome. That keeps the show uh, free and makes the show quality a little better than some of those other podcasts. Um, but also, as Rugboy said, besides your money, which is great, go out and fucking. Tell people about the show because when people hear it, they get hooked. Spread the word. Thank you so much. And some of these reviews we may do just for the Patreon. So if you want to hear these movies also, you have to sign up for the Patreon, jockinner.com slash Patreon. There's 30 patrons. Yes. You can be one of them and you can listen to some of this exclusive shit. You could be one of the lucky 30. You can have me uh, pronounce your name wrong and guess your gender incorrectly. Lots of fun when you give us money. Uh, and then finally, before we get to Batman Under the Hood, I got to give Blake, Under the Red Hood, not under, under the, the Hood. Under the Hood. Oh, that's the uh, mechanic. That's the Batman uh, car mechanic show yeah, yeah. that I dreamt of last night. Uh, got that's combined. the Batmobile show. Him fixing the Batmobile. Yeah, the whole show. It's just 30 minutes of <laughs> like, like. Him arguing with Alfred about <laughs> uh, wrenches. <laughs> He's trying to fix the oil and he can't find the fucking three quarters wrench. Uh before we get to that, shout out to Blake Braden, who is actually, he's offered to lend his time to help. Blake has gotten quotes for a fucking Rugboy plush doll oh, shit. Oh, shit. for us, possible for <laughs> Patreon giveaway. He's also posted this great poll on the Facebook group asking what we want, what your patrons would like to see in the Patreon. Blake, 
That's awesome. Post that in the Patreon also. Post that poll there. Um, Blake, but, just want you to know that your efforts here are not going unnoticed. Fantastic. Fantastic. He's giving us money. He's listening. He wants to help. So I just wanted to throw out, because uh, maybe there's other listeners that want to help, maybe can't afford to donate. You know, we ask for money every week, but we get it. Some people just don't have it. There are other ways you can help. There's something I learned at work. My boss is very into like community, volunteer, charity efforts. She said there's three ways. If you don't have money, you can help out. Time, treasure, talent. You can donate your time. You can donate your treasure, stuff you have, or you can donate your talent if you have a skill. If any of this, and it made me think about like volunteering a whole different, I was like, wow, that's that's really cool. So listen there, there's things I can get, people could do for me that would free us up to record more content. Uh, like an hour a week. This is all it would take from a couple of people. If you could donate your time, treasure, talent, uh, get in touch. We would appreciate it. And it would be a way to give back to something you love. Stop suckling off the teat of free content. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just can't believe you said that. But, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you like suck, it, you don't have to do any of these things. You can still just right. suck the teat. We appreciate you listening to. There's the teat is always there. The teat will always be. The teat will always be. The teat will with be milk. full of milk. Always free. For a good amount of time until Imran decides he doesn't want to do this Step anymore. Step up to the tap, listener. Okay, let's get to the review. Get on the teat. What the fuck just happened? Yeah, that was a long like browbeating of our of our listeners. Yeah. Well, the, a lot happened on uh, the Patreon that we had to get through. So. Remember when I said summarize? Yeah, we didn't do that. No. The, you know better than to tell me to summarize. This yeah. is what happens. Now the show's gonna be three hours long. Yep. You look good. Been working out? You could probably use a little sun. Then again, who am I to talk? (laughs) He's calling himself the Red Hood. What do you know about it? That he has horrible taste. When I wore that number, it was classy. More flashy Mater D than motorcycle fetish. Oh, these kids today. If you're behind this in any way, we will find out. You're not- Oh, bird boy, you're so much less fun now. All grown up and in your big boy pants. Still, better off than his replacement, right? Even tougher making with the yucks when you're worm food, huh? Batman Under the Red Hood, DC animated movie from 2010. And I kind of just randomly picked this one. It's not the first one. DC animated movies started in uh, 2006, I believe, with Superman Doom, 2007 Superman Doomsday. So, you know, they start their animated movie with the story of Superman dying. Uh, and in 2010, Batman Under the well, Red Hood. Let's preface this. They've had animated movies before, but this was the first in the line of DC branded universe animated original movies. And the most recent uh, Teen Titans Judas contract. Phantasm before that, there was some stuff. Oh, well, Mask of Phantasm, which is the Batman animated series movie. These are like pulled directly from the comics or with a big influence from the comics. Yeah. And uh, largely, they are very good. And I would argue that Batman Under the Red Hood is probably. Top one or two out one of, of all One of their best ones, if not their best one. It's one of the better Batman movies. It is. Yeah. I haven't seen many of the newer animated films up until... I haven't either. I kind of dropped off Killing after Joke. Killing Joke. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But yeah. I've this seen one's most awesome. of them, yeah. 
Because the, the the new ones are like Justice League, Dark Teen Titans, Judas Contract. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Gotham by Gaslight. And I've still yet to see those. But this one, man, I remember watching this. Like I like I discovered this. And I was like, what the shit is this? I own it. This You own it? Yeah, wow. I own it. Wow. wow. Uh, directed by Brandon Vietti, who's worked on a lot of awesome animated shows from Spider-Man and a whole bunch of other stuff. Written by Judd Winnick, who actually wrote the 2004 storyline under the Red Hood. For the comics, got to write the the screenplay for this, starring Bruce Greenwood as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, Jensen Eccles, Jason Todd, John DiMaggio as the Joker, Neil Patrick Harris as Dick Grayson, Nightwing. You kind of you can tell it's him when you hear it, uh, and uh, a bunch of other guys. Jason Isaacs as Ra's al Ghul. This was uh, one of the first movies, or one of the first. Uh times that they had joker or batman on screen and it wasn't kevin conroy and uh yeah his face what's uh, uh, mark uh, hamill mark hamill I, and i think these both bruce greenwood i think bruce greenwood and john dimaggio fill in really well they do a really good job it is kind of an unorthodox joker delivery but it's so like grounded and more real and it's menacing like he's, I thought, little, he's got a little bit more menace in him yeah for sure. i thought it really it's not because mark hamill has a tendency to go a little over the top cartoony yeah right. You know, this, both guys, Greenwood and Neil Patrick Harris, uh, sorry, not Neil Patrick Harris, DiMaggio, this is a great pair for, like, more greedy animated movies. Greenwood and this- does a very good, uh, like, older Batman. Yeah. Not like, not, like, super old, like, um, the Batman the Dark Knight, but just a guy right. that's been a, through a lot. A weathered, kind of a veteran Batman. Like, a guy in his 40s. Kind of what we wanted the Ben Affleck to be. Uh, well, they were going for the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. they're going to the older, version. older. This movie is 75 minutes long, and it cleverly combines the death in the family storyline and the man behind the Red Hood storyline. Yeah. There's a hint of killing joke in there a little bit. But you got you have Nightwing in this, Ra's al Ghul, Jason Todd, Amazo, the Riddler, the Joker, Black Mask, you know, and of course it's Alfred all Batman. Together actually really well. Uh, starts actually with all right. So let's go around. Uh, just, Wait, let me do uh, yeah. before we because this is an older movie. Yeah. Let me just quickly summarize. Let me just quickly summarize the movie. Basically, it's Joker gets killed by or Joker kills Jason Todd Robin. Then several years later, Batman's fighting crime and a new kind of vigilante pops up that's extremely violent. Uh. Batman ends up discovering this guy and figuring out who he is. It's Jason Todd back from the dead. Who's a little bit more psycho and has basically put Batman in a quandary of you should have avenged my death. And now you have to choose to either kill me or kill the Joker. Uh, yeah. And uh, Todd being brought back by Ra's al Ghul and the Lazarus pit. He wanted, he was actually trying to help. He felt bad because it was his fault he had hired the Joker, and he didn't intend for him to kill Jason. And uh, the Joker just went nuts, as Joker does, and uh, you know turned the tides. And there's a, a crime war going on in Gotham between the Black Mask and the Joker. Uh, and they run. It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Summary. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's where I'm gonna. End. Well, I think one of the great things about this movie is its use of flashbacks. Yeah. Because it. If you're not caught up with the story and you don't know what's going on, they fill it fill you all in to a certain degree uh, by flashing back to Jason Todd's, uh, you know, younger years when yeah. he was like first becomes uh, Robin. Before the opening credits, you see Jason Todd b- violently murdered 
by the hands of the Joker. And uh, the violence in this movie, they don't hold back. There's no. blood splatter. The hits are are hard hitting. The the action is gritty. It's violent. The blood splatter, dude. I was blood like, splatter so, was a little like whoa. Some of that shit, you're like what? I do like R- Rug Boy mentioned though, like the scenes where they cut back to Jason Todd being this like youthfully yeah, eager he, yeah. kid. Not to like jump to the end, but I'm gonna jump to the end. That scene where he's like, I can't wait. Like this is like gonna be awesome. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to be with you. And like you you contrast that with the fact that he's like dead. Basically, or, yeah, or like you don't, a well, you don't know human. where. Yeah, you don't. Need, so you don't. There's, it's vague what happens to him at the end of the movie. But ending well, with that, one, there's, a, there's just one part. Let me jump in here, yeah. where Batman is looking at the costume in the in that thing that he keeps yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Robin in costume. The case, yeah, and uh, Alfred's after he finds out that you know that he's the the Red Hood. Alfred's like, you want to take that down? You know, think saying like, you know, he's not dead. We should take down this memoriam. And he's like. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. It, in, in Batman's eyes, Robin is dead. That Jason Todd is dead to him. Yeah. Because he tried but to reach has, out like, to him. Poignant moments like that. And it, it's really good. It really elevates the DC movies. I think that it raised the bar a lot. It did. In, in, as far as story wise, I don't know about animation wise, but story wise, it was it, it was really good. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the animation. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. This is if you if you look at the great thing about the DC movies is that a lot of them are different uh, the way that they animate. Them. Right. They're not like one standard animation that goes across the board. They always kind of tweak it. So there's some movies that look like more like Japanese animation, yeah, like the yeah. like the uh, the Justice League movies, like the ones that are in the, the New 52. They look more like anime. This, this one to me had kind of like I felt like they were trying to do like a Jim Aparo who yeah. drew the, de- the the death in the family with the really long ears and the big yeah. black shadow on the cowl all the time. Yeah. Uh, they were truly trying to go for that, and it really worked, man. The fucking, the action is so sick. That whole chase through the uh, construction site where they're running over girders, that still, like, I only saw this movie, I, I haven't seen it, I saw it once and I watched it again. That fucking move where he throws the line on his leg and in the air, uh, Red, Red Hood, Hood turns around, it. cuts it before it goes taut. Oh shit! I saw that again. I was like, "Holy shit!" That is a sick move. Still uh, watching but it. That's again. one of the moves that clues in Batman. That he's like, "This yeah, is Jason." Well, yeah, there was one. There was one part that I had to laugh during yeah, that scene. Yeah, was when Nightwing is like holding on to Batman and they're swinging, and it made me think of the ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> it's right behind him. Yeah, it's like holding on to like, like yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. So it's like sometimes he sees things like that and it's just hilarious. I but. honestly like, well, I was like, well, he should have, how hasn't he not figured this out sooner? Like he noticed this guy's moves are exactly like Jason Todd, but of course that was the last thing on his mind. He wouldn't have been thinking about it, but he's like, nobody cuts my line. There's only one person who has a knife that can cut my line. Uh, and then, yeah, the the end, the end choice, the the part where he's like, Bruce, I, I, I'm OK. I don't blame you for my death. He's like, it's not your fault. And he opens the door and Joker's there. He's like, but how, why is he still alive? That part. So that whole end. That's so great. That is the best part. I've one of the best things I've ever seen in animated movies or movies in general. You can't argue with it, both sides, really. You know, you're they, like, well, they, yeah, it's one of those situations where both characters believe in the hearts to hearts that they're right yeah. and you can sympathize with both of them yeah what a great and, and it's, a great and it's one of those that's why like when Zack snyder makes batman a killer it's like you really just don't get this character at all no because no. this movie 
typifies Batman's character to a T. Like he gets pushed into a situation where it's an impossible situ- impossible decision, right? Yep. He could either he's he could either avenge Robin's death or he can stick to his morals. Either way, you could agree with that he could be right. Yeah, there's so much more pathos to having yeah. him be like, tortured on on the fact that he could kill the Joker. He could yeah. do it. Why not? But he just yeah. can't. Right. And and Robin or Jason Todd makes a very valid point. Not only did he, he's killed, you know, innocent people, he's escaped jail, but he killed him. Like he killed, yeah, <laughs> he killed Robin. Like you killed, he killed me and you brought and me you, in and you were and supposed to protect yeah, your me. son. Yeah. And you still don't kill him. And you still like do that, that's nothing. Way deeper and way more. That's way deeper than like making fucking Batman a killer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're that's that's all character, and uh, it's hard it's not cha- to side it's, with him. Cha- it's not challenging him physically; it's challenging his like his core, his identity. Well, yeah, not only that, but like he can never win, right? Batman, Batman can't ever really get that closure because he's going to let the fucking bad guys live, and he's going to have to fight them another day. And it's it's this thing where you know he never actually gets that satisfaction of of ending the that guy's life right right so it's like it's like so like much of a like uh, a torture for him. yeah and and he even they even address like he addresses it in the film he's like you don't think i want to like right. he's like I, yeah. I think about it every day but then he's like crossing that line it's not too hard it's be too easy like i'm doing i'm doing the hard thing by not crossing the line yeah his his exercising so is instantly makes him a better character right yeah a better person but it's something everybody he's, yeah he's instantly a stronger character than fucking Ben Affleck's killing Batman yeah, ever was for no, for no reason for no, no motivation, no reason why, uh, to stop yourself, to have the willpower to stop yourself. I love that. He's like, cause if I start, I won't be able to stop. Basically Batman was saying, and he's like, that's why I can't. But if you read comic books, you, everyone's had that thought because in the comics, Batman gets these guys, he throws them in Arkham, they get out. He's got to go. He fights them again, throws them in Arkham. And at some point you're like, yeah, why does he just fucking kill him? Then all this would just stop. Like, of course, it's to write more stories and keep the storyline going. But right. logically, you're like, just and but, but, with it, the but Joker, it's a clever, it's a clever explanation for why yeah, these yep, stories yep. have to continue. Yeah. Yep. Whenever like I think about this, is going to be a weird analogy. So just if you're not on board, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but whenever I think about Batman, I I think about like you know a guy that he could he just give in and do that stuff and kill guys or whatever. And he doesn't. It's, it makes me think of like people who like don't drink or don't do, yeah, do no, I, don't have I'm any vices. They're like, it's so they have to be so much stronger to not give in to right, like right. doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how people do it. So it's like to to kind of have that uh incorruptibility. Mm, to constantly I refuse. love that you brought that up because ah, that's exactly what I thought when I watched this movie the first time and I when I've rewatched it, is like it's not only an it's a not only a, about killing, it's anal- analogous to like a straight edge person or someone yeah, that yeah. has never done alcohol or drugs or anything like that's fucking more, that's strength right there. Or that's having fucking a line powerful. that you won't cross. Yeah. And, and especially people that do that stuff and they're still like out socially, like not just living like in a box, like are out in public are still a part of society, but not giving into temptation ever. Yeah. It's, it, and I feel like that those people are stronger. I, I don't, uh, you know, people like say, oh, you're a pussy. You don't do this. Why don't you, know, you, you're not man enough to fucking have a beer. It's like more of a man to not be able to just be like, no, I'm not doing shit because I'm, I'm, I'm incorruptible. Right. So it's, it, yeah, that's what it made me think of instantly. I don't know if you had this. That's, no, no that's, I'm fully on board. With that's that, very interesting. With that I, process. you know, I can relate to that because 
like it, from late high school into my college years, what kind of led me to that point. Like I was kind of that way, the straight edge because of like all of a sudden I got religious and it was this thing, just like you said, rugs to, to be like clean, to say you've never done this, to be the only person, even though it's around you. And for a while I was that person until I realized it's way more fun on the other side. <laughs> Well, you and became the Joker. All, and then I became <laughs> the Joker, and all that went out the window because you get, you take one puff, you don't come back. Let me tell you, it is a gateway. No, it's not a gateway, please. Uh, I mean, <laughs> going back to that scene, too, I mean, it's so well voice acted and written. Yeah. I mean, the part when he, when Jason throws him the gun and the music shifts and he's like, yeah. Now is the time he decides, you got to shoot me in the face or I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And I'm literally sitting there and I'm like, in my heart, I know Batman's not going to fucking kill anybody, but I'm like, shit, man, this is an impossible yeah, decision right do? here. There's somebody like, who's what, not going like, to make he's it. He's like, I'm like, yeah, somebody's not going to make it. Yeah. And then he does the Batman thing where he fucking throws the gun down and he just walks away. Yeah. Well, he then he shoots the batarang into. Well, yeah, I mean, he does that, gun. but he does the decision that but he's he, like, I'm not doing it. He does the only thing he's like, yeah. he takes the decision out of, he takes the power out of Jason's hands and goes, I'm not playing your fucking game. I'm yeah. walking away. Yeah, like there's no games with me. I'm going. Yeah, that's crazy. So well, I love the Joker, in and this. then the Joker is just going fucking yeah. nuts the whole time. <laughs> I love like, it. Yeah, Joker's like, oh, this gets better and better. Yeah, like, he can't just wait for shit to go off. He's like, like this is amazing. This yeah. is all what every, everything I ever wanted. <laughs> yes, the chaos. Um, every the family is breaking up right in yeah. front of my eyes. A, and it was a family moment, and uh, and then it ends with the flashback and Robin being like, "This is going to be the best day of my life." And it's 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 such a sad, bittersweet ending at the start and the end of the and Dick Grayson the whole time like you get a little insight into how he you know how he was treated as 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 the Robin uh, and how that makes him Nightwing. Yeah, he, Batman still fucking like is like not letting him be his own guy. He, yeah, he's he, still telling him what to do. He's like, I'm yeah. not Robin anymore, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the best case scenario, and then yeah, Jason yes. is the worst case scenario. Jason went yeah. the other way. Well, look, a dip in the Lazarus pool is going to make anybody crazy. They all come out fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, but he was a, the, I think the point the movie makes is he was a broken kid even before. Yep, yep, from the very beginning. So it just kind like, of enhanced that. Jason Todd, or uh, Dick Grayson was always like right. an optimist yeah. and like had the best in him. Jason Todd always had that dark side in him, and the Lazarus pits just drew that out of him. So, do you think that this movie was too short? I I would mm. I kind of wish. Do you it, want more, or did you? Yes, I kind of wish it was a little bit they, longer. They, they, I feel like they solved the problem. Yeah, they told the story, and they did it with a, a you know an amazing you know um, degree of uh, of heft and like gravitas. But yeah. like, I really think that they could have fleshed out a little bit more. And give it and it, it it's like a sketch for a really fucking genius movie. It kind of is like a proof of concept because like it you know it it does things that cartoons do. It starts with Ra's al Ghul. They don't really explain anyone. You know you kind of have to know some things going in. Uh, but uh, I would have liked a little bit more. Maybe slow down here and there character development. But it did feel like a long you know, animated episode. It was efficiently told though. Yeah, I was gonna and say still- I think I would have probably liked a little more, but I think it was very, very efficient. Yeah. And yeah. it's a very um, easily digestible movie if it, you're showing yeah, it to it someone that's well. never seen any of yeah. this stuff for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it, it, it moves quick enough but still keeps your attention for just the right amount of time for someone that 
isn't as invested in this stuff as because you're really else is. in it. There's no other fat. There's no like love no. story. There's oh, no it, just, it drops you other right ancillary in. Yeah. characters. No secondary plot. This is the only thing that's really happening. I mean, they yeah they they kill him right away, and then it just gets started. You're in the action. It's fine and great use of his gadgets. Although he used that one. That one thing where it's a, a rocket jet engine, a lot. He just kept using that over and over again. But a lot of different gadgets. I one thought one thing I thought was funny is when Jason did take off his red hood for the final battle. Like he still got a domino mask underneath. Why would you wear the domino <laughs> mask underneath the red hood mask? I get it because like you're fi- you know visually, it looks cool. But I was like, oh, he's wearing the domino mask under the fucking red hood. Well, mask. I think that's how they explained that his eyes were narrowing and stuff in the mask. Oh, the red hood only had these circles and then the domino mask was underneath and he could express himself with his eyes in this in his suit or whatever. Mm, mm, so I don't know. Right. That's that's how I thought. I thought it was funny. Uh, other than that, like, I really have no no real nitpicks for this movie. It is fucking it's a it's, it's a gritty ride. It could uh, be longer. It could be a little bit longer, but it hits you good and then it's over. <laughs> yeah. But it, the difference in the new in, in the red hood comics is that tim drake is around yeah at the time right this one is so there's that pre, other there's, yeah there's that other uh robin and so there's no tim drake mention it's like pre him ever joining yeah, there's a, if you don't know how many robins there's four robins that are the main four robins and there's other ancillary robins but there's uh dick grayson who becomes nightwing there's jason todd who dies and becomes the red hood there's tim drake who is Robin, and then... Uh, I think he's Red Robin now. Now he's Red Robin, and he's slinging burgers. <laughs> and the Red and, uh, Robin. Then there's Damian Wayne, who Jamie is Batman's... Oh, that's uh, one of my favorite Robins. Son. Holy shit, well, Damian Wayne Robin. Don't forget about... Uh, they've now made it uh, canon, Kerry right? Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, Carrie yeah. Kelly Robin. Yeah, and there's also... that's the She's in canon now. If you want to watch another Batman Robin movie, there's Batman versus Robin. It tells you the, the Court of the Owl story with Damian Wayne. That, and that one's pretty good too. They combine a lot in that one yeah, too. And they, they tried to use this same formula. Yeah, they shoved like two story story arcs together. Well, you yeah. know what they did really well is Jason Todd, from what I read, was pretty hated as bat as Robin. But they've turned that around and made him a pretty compelling character now. As the Red Hood. As the Red I, Hood in the comics. I kinda like Jason Todd as the reckless fucking yeah. like hyper violent Robin. Uh, that Batman had to rein in. Well, and, but Damien well, now, now is they a lot transfer like that. that. Yeah, now they transfer that to Damien. Damien is the same way. Yeah. yeah, and they made it so that it's his fucked up son, which was the was basically Jason Todd, but they were just writing him poorly at the time. But the thing about Damien is that he's just so intelligent. Yeah. And so he has so many resources. He doesn't even need Batman. Well, he's twelve, yeah. but he's actually like forty-five year old mind. And he's already. grew up grew up uh, being trained by T- uh, Talia in the league. And he's a little shit and has a tendency to like squish birds in his hands. And <laughs> he's like, "I'm fucking Wayne, motherfucker. Who do you think you are?" Like See, he'll bust that out. When I talk about shit like this, this is when I like think that comics are awesome. Yeah, I, like want to yeah. read again. Right? It does. It gets you excited. Uh, for the good stuff. Let me ask you guys this, because I, we've long held, I think we've all said this, that the DC film universe should make movies like their animated universe. Absolutely. They, Absolutely. Whoever is running this animated wing of DC, they should just like be involved in the cinematic universe. So look, in BVS, they set up a little bit that uh, uh, the Robin suit with the ha ha ha. Is that, you know, we don't know for sure if that's a Jason Todd or a Dick Grayson or who that is. Say that's Jason Todd. This That sets up a great Red Hood movie 
that could like restart the Batverse, and you could introduce are all you, these are people. You, are you? But would you base it off of? See, this I don't. Move, this animated. Okay, here's the. Here's yeah. the. Here's the. I don't know how doing ex- that. Yes. Yes. Batman kills. Batman kills. Exactly. Uh, in, <laughs> so you're uh, already fucked if you're gonna yeah. cover it. Well, That's you're just why. gonna you're, you're gonna ruin like the that moment yeah. in the movie. You can still do it, but it's not the same. Well, nah, you yeah. so you what if you restart the Bat Universe with the new Batman and uh, the Under the Red Hood story? This is not. This is a different Batman. It's not the Ben Affleck. I don't know how you do that. It's confusing. Well, how do you tell the story of like all the Robins? Well, and that's the other thing. Like, think about this movie. Like I said, it starts with Ra's al Ghul. You have to know who Nightwing is. You have to know that, you know, that you find out Robin's dead. You got the black it, it, mask. It is banking on you being a comic book fan. Yes, it definitely yeah, is. Yeah, there's no, there's no box office for this. No. How could you reshape this? They're releasing it on video. They're, it's costing them fucking probably right. like, you know, Nothing. at most like yeah. $30 million, $40 million to make this thing. So it's, I mean, you could do it, Imran. It just wouldn't... It, there's no, there's no precedent. There's, you know, they they would have need to have made four or five films prior to this for this right. to mean anything. Right, right. For this yeah, storyline to be uh, something people would get. The reason why they make these things like this is there's no marketing budget. There's nothing. It's only the fans are watching these yep. movies. Yeah, you'd a good screenwriter could take this and adapt parts of it, and but you'd have to, yeah, you have to reconstruct it for a movie. I mean, you would need to reestablish a Batman that doesn't kill, that has Robins, <sighs> yeah. that has a Joker that he's been fighting with for a long time. How do you set it apart from what they've already? You just do a up? death in the family, or maybe they, you, that's the other thing. You'd have to do two movies. You do it. You, you start it with. Uh, you started well, with you, death in the family. No, you. you this is what you do. Is you, it's a trilogy. You started with Batman. You establish Batman, and then at the towards the end of Batman, you establish Robin. Which Robin? Right? You, you uh, Dick Grayson. Okay. First Robin. Okay. All right. Then you do the next movie. And then that's a death in the family. That's like, you know, he, Robin, you know, kind of moves on and then he gets the new Robin and then he dies. And then you do the Red Hood. The third movie takes place 20 years later. Yeah. And then, you know, Nightwing's there. Dude, that would be sick. And then boom, you, you, you go. But isn't that funny that you would need this movie that took 75 minutes to efficiently tell you everything you need to know. You would need three movies with a budget of millions and millions well, you, of dollars you're, you're, to tell this story. The market, the audience you're going for is way not, bigger yeah, than this yeah. niche audience. That's going to watch. You need to explain the Robins cartoons and you want to give the story the, the, like the breath, like, like you need to, you need to establish the new Batman. All right. You need to establish that he gets a Robin, that he needs a Robin. Why does he even need a Robin? You know, you need to establish that. And then you got to, you know, carry it out. Will we ever see a world where they just don't care about? Because, look, everybody's watching Gotham. Everyone's watching Batman. I would love to see someone take a risk and do this and say full well, you like we're we are doing this for the comic book fans. We're going to just assume, you know, who Batman and Robin is and here is this story. I wonder if that would fucking work. How the uh, people would take that? I guess it wouldn't you can be. Do it. It may not. Uh, be I profitable. guarantee you, there's going to be uh, like ninety percent of the not ninety, but like a good percentage of the people like googling shit like during the movie. <laughs> it will be uh, like a Zack Snyder movie, anyways, where he's left all this stuff out, and they're like, "Wait, what's that?" Bring, bringing it back to this movie, I think that. What you're saying right now, it kind of just typifies what we think about this movie. Is yeah. it, it was fucking awesome. It's it was, so good. We'd love to see a live action version of this. Yeah. 
but with the way that things are right now in the DCEU, it's very, very hard to foresee something like this being uh, yeah. on the big screen. Without a hard reset reboot of everything. It's one of those things where, um, as a person who read the comics and knows that that, that that's like the best way to digest this in a lot of ways, um, this is a really good um, replacement or a substitute for it. Yeah. Yeah. You get the same, you get the same idea of what happens in the storyline to a degree and it sticks to the comics enough. So if you were to pick it up, uh, let's say you were start reading Batman tomorrow, you'd have some kind of a running knowledge yeah. of what, where they're at with these characters. So it's, it's like a cool thing. And I, and I like what that they're tied, they're tied together like that. And I think that it, a big failing of the DC uh, cinematic universe is that they're not, you, you can't do that. You can't just watch Batman versus Superman and put it into context. Mm. It's, it, it's, it's terrible like that. Another thing this movie does really well is it does take a lot of inspiration from the comics and takes that storyline and, and puts it very accurately on screen. But unlike comics with this being the 75 minute runtime, it kind of doesn't run in place. Like sometimes monthly issues of comics do. Mm-hmm. So it really cuts the fat out yeah, of yeah. those storylines and merges a few storylines together and makes this very streamlined and very quick and easy to digest where you're just not like, all right, we're taking a month for Batman to do this side mission now yep, yep. while we, while we try to draw this out yeah, into yeah. an it's like 18 the cliff issue notes. arc. Yeah. It is. It's the cliff notes and uh, the abridged DC. And it still yeah. has the essence of the story. It's very well done. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm, this was one of those movies where I was like, Man, anytime DC releases an animated film, I'm buying it. Yep, this is what started me too. And like, uh, again, they did a great job with Year One. Another way, if you haven't read Year One, you watch Year One, uh, you pretty much get the the same story. The two part Dark Knight Returns is also very very good. So in I mean, the this future, was good. They did yeah. shortly before this was Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. That I thought was really good too. Oh, that is another good one. That's right. Yeah, the, yep, basically yep. the Injustice League. Yeah, Justice League Frontier is also good. They came out before. So look, good. every now and then we'll we'll grab one of these and we'll uh, do a little review like this uh, when it's a slow news week or whatever. We're like, what are we talking about? We'll watch one of these and uh, give you our thoughts because there's a lot of there's should, a lot of great we ones. Give it a number. Should we a letter grade? What do you uh, think? Uh, let's uh, let's. Mm, that's hard. What do you want to do? Let's we rate always it. Do numbers. Let's do numbers. Well, uh, I, could, I guess I'll start. Okay, I asked for it. Uh, man, I'd go eight point eight, like just almost a nine for me out of ten. Just right on. Just, I mean, other than it maybe being almost a little too short, right? Um, and maybe they're not pushing the animation envelope. But other than that, I thought the voice acting was really good, and the, and the storyline's great. I mean, having seen uh, many of these, this is easily nine out of ten uh, out of the group of these. Like it, it is. It's gritty. It's violent. It gets you. It doesn't spoon feed you. And uh, wow, I forgot how good it was until I watched it again. Rugs, what do you give it? I feel like it's a solid eight. Okay, I could maybe go eight point five, but like, uh, it is good. I wanted more. I wanted to see a little bit more uh, of it. I feel like it, it could have gone at least another fifteen minutes easily, and it still yeah. would have. It was so the pace was so fast that even a fifteen minute lull, or if you pepper it throughout, it wouldn't yeah, have hurt yeah. this movie a at few, all. Yeah, a few moments to stop and catch your breath, add some character moments, uh, would have been great. But that, uh, you know, maybe they don't got the budget. That's more cells. Somebody's got to paint and draw. Well, they got to realize that this is 
this is probably the best way they're ever going to get their shit on screen. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think they know that. And for me, this was the movie that I was like, holy shit, what is this? There's more of these. How come I've never seen these? And I went and I started watching all of them. Uh, and, and for the large part, they're all fucking great. So West I wonder Co- how profitable these things are for them. Uh, you know, that's a good point. They seem they to s- do like two or three of these a year. Yeah. yeah they- the, the, the latest two is, uh, the Gotham by Gaslight and Hell to Pay. Those are the new, new ones that just came out. Oh, the Suicide Squad. They, one, they, yeah. They're pretty consistent. Whereas like Marvel doesn't do this at all. Oh, and they, and the, when they did, they weren't, they weren't good. good. They weren't good at all. They're really bad. Oh, they, they suck at doing this. Yeah. Look, he, and yeah. they got the death of Superman and the reign of the Superman coming out. Yeah, soon. two part, two parter. That sounds cool. Look, here's how it breaks down. Always DC rules on the small screen, largely animated movies, their TV shows. Uh, whereas Marvel uh, rules on the big screen and it's not so strong in the animated movies. Their TV show is getting better. Do you think it's where like Warner Brothers just doesn't care about the the like doesn't care about their animated universe? And it actually ends up helping because then the creators are able to do what they want, whereas yeah, they care think, too much about the movies and trifle uh, with it too much. Yeah, yes. I think that that there's less cooks in the kitchen in there. There's, there's less, less money. Shit up. Yeah. yeah, it's like small potatoes, so they can they have more free reign to do what they want. So yeah. on this Wikipedia, there is gross, uh, gross. It's gross, gross amounts here, and uh, Red Hood is one of the top three higher ones at eleven million dollars. Yeah, that's chump change though. It's, for it's nothing. The yeah. highest one was Doomsday, sitting at twelve million dollars. Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, ten million dollars. The rest are all five million, two million, six million, four. Like it's nothing. So yeah, they're gonna let these guys do. Hey, do whatever you want with your little cartoon, and and a lot of times they come out really awesome because of that. I think you're right. Like, how much do you think it costs to make a, a one of these? It's got, I don't know, a couple of like 10, 20 million. I don't know. No, get the more. No, they wouldn't be making if, Five million? They, if they're making million. 10 million off of this. Yeah. It would not, not well, cost them the 10, 20 million to make. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Uh, I would say less than a million. I would, I'd go less. I'd go a million. Maybe less a than million. million. Less than I don't a million. know. I don't know what, I don't know how long these I, things take. Right. I, well, they take have like you guys years. Ever, do they, ha- do they still have people drawing the cells? No, right? Yeah, they do. do they? It's still combined, like, hand-drawn and CGI, but, yeah, they're still, like, those are hand-drawn cells. Those are hand-drawn okay. animation. But, the, you know, you send it to you send it to China sometimes for the in-between work. budgets. <laughs> Let me get up. I guess we're all in front of computers. We could have looked that up, huh? <laughs> so, as far as the next one, I don't know, Wes Cranford, you pick another movie you want to hear? Well, we'll we got other people one. giving us 10 bucks. Wes. Oh, that's true. Wes, this was for you. This was we for did you. A, we Everyone did a else, DC we'll animated well. movie review speaking of west cranford let's he is get... great though he's from australia and he seems like a cool motherfucker that surfs I, I would, and rose boats yeah i want to hang out with the west cranford thank you for That's listening probably inaccurate for supporting. what he actually does so they, but... they, they, they say that like a show like uh futurama yeah mm-hmm. costs about a million to 1.5 million per episode an episode an episode so this so i'm thinking of three million three million couple million million yeah couple million i would say five million at the most because okay. a lot of these will only make four million, two million, five million. So I'm seeing a couple so, million. I mean, they've they've million got to the they most. budget these appropriately. Yeah, yeah. But there's and sometimes you could tell in the animation is a little bit lacking. Yeah. Then some are better than others. Right. But for the large part, they're all great. Okay, let's get to our mailbag segment, and we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, Chaz Hebbard writing in saying, "Just finished this week's podcast." I really doubt there's any world in which Mayweather hops in a cage with McGregor, but I don't know shit. Anthony, comment? Uh, I think you are correct. I don't think there's any world that happens. 
Uh, but isn't Unless it? Gonna, the, what's that? It's not going to happen. Isn't it going to happen? Uh, I mean, you never say never. I didn't think he they would ever set up a boxing match, but I just think Mayweather's ego. There's unless they pay him an ass load of money, his ego is he, he's going to lose. That's the problem. He's going to lose to anyone that's competent. Mm. And, and if it's and if they handpick him an opponent, that's MMA is different, man. You can't just walk in there and pick handpick an opponent. Like people see through that real quick. Right. Right. Yeah. That know. would be, and he's a lot older. He's 40. Uh, I mean, that it, would be rough. It'd be rough. Nah, he's not doing it. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> he's I'm he's undefeated for, like, the whole thing with Mayweather is he's undefeated. Yes, he's an, a fantastic boxer, but he also picked his opponents very wisely once right. he started getting up there. To stay undefeated. To stay undefeated. He didn't fight Manny Pacquiao until Manny Pacquiao was clearly a diminished version of himself. And this is with other fighters. Damn, too. he's getting cocky. If this shit happens, I'll be interested to watch. It'd be very, it'd be uh, it'd be insane if this if that. I just want to see it get his ass beat. Oh yeah, that'd be crazy. Uh, this next comment is based on Anthony's uh, Patreon exclusive thoughts on the NBA playoffs. And since Anthony doesn't know how to work the Patreon, uh, Blake left this comment there, and so we'll just reply here, Blake. But first, Anthony, little little uh, gist of what your what your Patreon audio was. So the listeners on the Jock and Nerd Nation put out a little poll, and more than a few people said they want to hear more sports stuff. Yeah. Um, we're not going to do that necessarily on the show because Imran, Rugboy a little bit can talk sports. Imran is just like a wet fucking blanket when it comes to sports. <laughs> uh, so didn't wanted to do do it on the, the show per se, but. Figured Patreon's a great way to out, be an outlet for my sports talk, so I threw on some NBA playoff talks, uh, playoff thoughts, who I thought was going to win, uh, who I was rooting for, and some random other stuff. So it's on Patreon if you uh, give us money. And who uh, who just who do you think is going to win? I said the Warriors, Golden so, State Warriors. Uh, Steve Lee commented. He love you gave love to the the Sixers also. I did. The Sixers are the team I'm rooting for. Yes. Oh, you were rooting for the Sixers, and he was like, "I love the Sixers, love." I may increase my Patreon just for that. And you know what? He did. Thank you, Steve Lee. So that whole thing got him to increase his Patreon. But Blake Braden commented this on Patreon off your co- clip. Paul George is gone. Also, this is coming from a bitter Pacers fan. I thought you'd root for the T-Wolves with basically three starters and the coach from the Baby Bulls run a few years back. Anthony, comment? Uh, I do like the T-Wolves. Um, I agree with that, that there's three starters on there that are from the Baby Bulls. Um, the only thing is, is uh, I'm actually not a big fan of Tibbs anymore, their coach. Uh, I don't think his the way he coaches is sustainable. Um, and I also think... Sixers just a much more fun team to watch than the the T Wolves, but T Wolves I like too, um, but they're getting their ass kicked. Right on. See if you had just typed that back into Patreon, we wouldn't have to done that. No, but this is like incentive. <laughs> yes, Blake, go listen, Blake. Now you're on the show again. Like yeah, if you Blake look, Braden look, is if you the write best on dude. Patreon. We're gonna we'll acknowledge you for all the masses too. We love Blake Braden. Okay, next one from our buddy Jimmy the Geek. He writes, "Well, boys." It's the calm before the storm. By the time you release this podcast, we will be less than a week away from Infinity War. Geek Boner. Yes. I don't know if I have ever been as excited for a movie in my life. What yeah, about you guys? Any yeah, compare? Clip him Any? Which one? I'm pumped. Oh, I don't know if I. Oh, this is gonna be great. Okay, here. I don't know if I have ever been as excited for a movie in my life. I'm pumped. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> what about you guys? Any comparisons with how you're feeling about this movie to a movie from the past? Have you ever been this excited for a movie? Would love to hear thoughts. All right, we'll pause right there. For me, Batman 89, I was 13. Uh, that movie I creamed all over. I had read the novelization. I knew everything several times. I couldn't. That was like the most excited I remember as a teenager being for a movie. It kind of compares to this. Yes, a little bit. You're going to laugh. I have one that is uh, really sad. And the other one, which you could probably uh, agree with. Okay. Spider-Man movie. The first Spider-Man movie. Yes. I was fucking really pumped yep. because I was like, finally, a sp- I've been waiting so long for one. And uh, the other one, which was a huge disappointment, was 98 Godzilla. Oh, fuck you. Oh, shit. <laughs> he took yours, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> okay. Yo, how excited were you for 98 Godzilla, Anthony? That was oh, the most excited you've been for a movie? Uh, well, I was going to say my two were, my, I had three. Avengers, the first one, I was yeah. super pumped for. Yeah. Spider-Man 3, I was really Oh, really? For. Yeah. Well, Venom, oh, Venom yeah. yeah. With, Venom was my villain. Yeah. I like when If I get to see Venom on the big screen, and the, coming off the Spider-Man 1 and 2 being really good, I was like, yeah. oh, man, yeah. that huge disappointment. But along with Rugboy, oh, my God. When I the, when I was watching the Super Bowl, obviously, I like sports, and I saw that fucking foot crash down yeah. just as a teaser. That's it. Yeah. That was fucking genius marketing. I was like, holy shit. And you hear the roar. You're like, oh, my God. America is making a Godzilla film. Like, this is... <laughs> Fucking, this is all I've ever wanted. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh my god, that movie. But the marketing for that film was for a good while. Like, how did you genius. feel coming out of that movie, Anthony? See, well, I was only like, I don't know, how old was I? Eleven? So you 10? didn't know it sucked. For I didn't a while. know it sucked, but I okay, I did know one thing. I was quite disappointed that they killed Godzilla with missiles. At, oh, even yeah. when you were a kid. Even when I was like, that's not Godzilla. Oh, Godzilla doesn't already. die with missiles. <laughs> that's not Godzilla. No. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. I think I ended up seeing it twice in the theater because I didn't know any better, but I knew there was something off even back then. I was like, he's not fighting anybody. He's running around like a fucking pussy, <laughs> and he got killed with missiles. That's, 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 not, that's Godzilla. not Godzilla. You're screwing this up. <laughs> but remember the marking of that, Rugboy? Like, they, they wouldn't even show his face. So yeah, you, were you like, didn't know. You were like, building up. What he, and this is before like the internet was popular. Yeah, I mean, I was on the internet at the time, and so you knew I, what did, he looked like? I, I did know. <sighs> Uh, but the pictures, I was still kind of pumped for the the actual thing looking like it was one of those things. This is like actually like the craziest things. Like I was always thinking in my mind when I would watch the uh, Japanese movies, like if America made this, they would make it look like a fucking real thing, like yeah. a real fucking lizard. And then I saw it and I was like, eh, I think I like the other one better. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew it sucked, Ivis. You were old enough to well, know it sucked. Well, I was very conflicted for a long time. And then uh, I was just like, at a, a certain point in time, I bought the figures and shit like that. I was like really trying to like get on board with it. But then they killed him off and they never made another movie. If they would have made yeah. another movie, maybe I would. That was the big mistake. They never made another one. Yeah. If they would have made another one and like kind of redeemed that character, because like, you're like, they they gave me the egg at the end of that movie. Yep. So there was still some hope, and they never did. And remember, they were doing the cartoon, and in the cartoon, he would fight other monsters. So there was like, yeah. they were teasing you with that. Yeah, so they never, they they basically, anything that they had of goodwill, they fucking just, they blew it. They, yeah. they, they never, they never brought it back. They blew it! 
So anyway, let's get back to fucking Infinity War. <laughs> back to his email. He said, interesting, I heard some rumors that the reason we haven't seen any Hawkeye in the trailers or promo stuff is because we may get a Ronin appearance. What do you guys think? No way. I had to look up Ronan because I was not familiar with uh, the alias used. Uh, yeah, he was in like a black ninja costume for a yeah, while. Yeah, created by Brian Michael Bendis, Joe Quesada, 2005 <laughs> New Avengers. I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be kind of sick. I mean, they confirmed that Captain America is a uh, nomad in this. Right, so you got Clinton Barton as uh, Ronan also, and not Hawkeye. Some of the, the co- in the costumes he's wearing, yeah. very cleverly well done. Uh, the costume, the Captain America costume is like torn at certain points. Uh-huh. And underneath those tears, you can see the old chain mail. Oh, wow. So it's like layered into his costume. Holy shit. Wow. But, yeah, who yeah, knows? I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going on with Hawkeye I, I, in this fucking they, movie? I, I, I know that they're like the Hawkeye thing's a, a thing. Like the, he's not around. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I don't want Hawkeye to be the guy that's like the big fucking savior. But it is weird that we haven't seen anything. There, there's got to be a reason, and I hope yeah. it. Yeah, I hope it's not like he is the one who saves everyone. Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> I I hope it's, it's because, just not believable. I hope it's because maybe he just doesn't have as big a part in this movie as everybody else does. Yeah. Maybe yeah, he actually right? retired and he'll show up yeah. in the next one. He shoots an arrow and he's like, I got to go pick up my kids from daycare. All right. See you later. Uh, <laughs> finally, he says, just throwing an idea out, but I know you do a trivia show on Facebook. Would it be possible for you to do a Facebook live version of the Infinity War reaction show? Might be a fun way for people to react. I'm sure lots of the nation members have thoughts. Might be easier than coordinating a meetup at the movie theater, but I don't know logistically how tough that is. Anyways, have a great time at Infinity War. Can't wait to hear everyone's reactions. Take care, boys. Jimmy the Geek. Uh, hopefully, listener, the next episode will be the our Avengers Infinity War review. Oh, shit. Next yeah, we week. don't have plans on doing it live. Yeah, right? I don't know There's if we'll do a it time. live. There really is a time to even do it live. We're going to try to get our review up yeah, as soon as possible. I don't want to completely shit on it, but I'll just the reason I'll, we don't... First off, it's, we're a podcast, so we want people to be able to listen on their time to... Do a Facebook Live and then coordinate it so the appropriate people are on at the time we're doing it is is almost impossible. Now, what may be a fun thing to do for our Patreon subscribers is maybe once every other month or once a month, we just do a live hangout where everyone just hangs out on the live stream somewhere just for our Patreon. That can be arranged. If your Patreon people like that, let us know. Live is a lot of work. Remember Blab? Anybody remember we were on Blab for 10 oh, months? Oh, so much work. The bu- and and our shows were were okay, but like they're better now. Yeah, that we're we're doing it like as it's supposed to be done. I think the quality suffers when you're getting well. That's the thing with the live. The I wouldn't do an episode. It would be a special, just live event. Like it yeah, wouldn't be like when you're distracted looking at comments. It's and, hard, man. You got to follow a lot yeah, of stuff. It, we had a lot of fun doing it. But uh, we did it. Yeah. We did it, and you could see it. Go on YouTube and check it out. It's there. Ah, uh, finally, from Joe Henry. We haven't heard from Joe in a while. He was on the show, a top-tier Patreon supporter, got him on the show. Uh, he writes, hey, Imran, I wanted to chime in on the new Star Wars solo movie since you talked about it on your last podcast. Sadly, it was terribly miscast. There was a young actor by the name of Anthony Ingruber that was up for the role that Lucasfilm passed up. I'm attaching a link to a video for you to check out. Not only does he sound more like Harrison Ford, but he's the same height 
and even played a young Harrison Ford in the movie Age of Adeline. Oh, shit. Uh, I have a link here. We're going to get back to that in a second. With all the problems with production, the firing of Lord and Miller, and the miscasting of the lead role, I'm not very confident in this new film. I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan, but I'm not too happy with what has been done post-Lucas. Except Rogue One, of course. Here's hoping this movie is better than what it appears. I'll be waiting for reviews before I decide to go see it. Keep up the great work, guys. I have to play this. Check this out. Anthony and Gruber has a Harrison Ford depression video. Uh, just listen to his work. I'm Solo. I'm Captain Millennium Falcon. Jurier tells me you're looking for a passage to the Alderaan system. A fast ship? You never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. I've outrun Imperial starships, not the regular Balkan cruisers, mind you, I'm talking about the big Corellian ships now. Dude, not only does this guy look like a young Harrison Ford. Nah, he looks just like him. He it's sounds ridiculous. like him. He played him, a young Ford of his character in that movie, Age of Adeline. I don't know why they didn't pick this fucking guy. Why are you putting people through that? He's really good. He does, he does a lot of impressions. Maybe he doesn't have charisma either. Well, yeah. but I would almost prefer this over I'm a driver, Alden Ehrenridge. Like, at least this guy is trying to pull some of this. It's really eerie because he looks fucking just like him. Yeah, he does look ridiculously so like if you uh, cast, fucking Harrison yeah. Ford. So this movie, Age of Adeline, that Harrison Ford plays uh, an older man. And there's a flashback where there's a younger version of his character. They cast a guy that looks and sounds like him. Why wouldn't you follow the same fucking train of thought yeah, I can't, to do I, Solo? I can't, uh, maybe, I don't know. Why did this guy get picked over this guy? I don't know. It just, it's a, it's a, it's pretty much a toss-up. This I mean, fucking guy is It great. might be one of those things where it was almost like too obvious of a choice, and they're like, no, we want to put our stamp on this. Too on the nose, I agree, but seeing what little of his performance in the trailers, I would have well, rather have had Brandon Ralph because you look like uh, Chris, Chris Reeves. Chris Reeves, yeah. I, that didn't do anything for anyone. He wasn't a horrible Superman. I'm just so used to him at Legends of Tomorrow now as Ray, the Adam, all goofy, that I forgot that he was fucking Superman. Uh, well, everybody forgot he was Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Even he forgot it. This guy, Anthony and Gruber, buddy, I'm sorry you didn't get the role because you nailed, you nailed it. You if nailed it. Imran says he's sorry. I'm if you're sorry. listening, Anthony and Gruber. They should, I, dude, I would have preferred this. This would have been a great fucking better. Well, we'll see. I think it would have been better. We don't know. It could be. He could be fantastic in this fucking movie coming out May 25th. Okay, that's the show, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Rugs, where can they find you online? Find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Yes, give him a follow. Give him a like. Give him a lick. Follow me. If you lick rug boy, you go on a crazy Get me past 500. <laughs> you go on a crazy, weird psychedelic trip. Once you lick yes. his felt, <laughs> it's that old and dirty. Uh, listener, there's one thing you got to do for us. Tell a friend, spread the geekery, tell one person, tell them to tell one person and so on and so forth. We've it asked is a, a lot of you listener. We have this episode. Remember we really all have. of it and do all of it. You know what? You can relax now. The show's over. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. We'll hear you next time. All serious. Get us on there. Serious is still a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in everybody's car, dude. Give him one of these. Jock and Nerd. Yeah. All of Howard Stern. Give him one of these. Jock and Nerd. All of anybody. Any show. Yeah.